11 o'clock comics episode 148 Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sonic boom. I think Renee must be in the room. That's like Dark Dream. That's the pullout. Disengage. Well, I started watching Beast Did you just do Unicron? No, you did more like Star Oh, Star Scream. I feel like watching the original Transformers movie now. Is that available on Netflix? Dude, I tried to watch it the other day. I remember a lot more fondly. You just hate yeah. the fun. You do. Yeah, you're just not into fun. You don't like High School of the Living Dead, which is like boobies. It's so good. You're just upset because Pooh Hole is going to be a cub next year. Pooh Hole. Chris has a thing for the Pooh Hole. Oh, speaking of Pooh Hole. Uh, Too easy. Too the easy. 11 o'clock uh, baseball leagues will be back in effect for those who keep asking. All right. Cool. Uh, the uh, Yahoo. Oh, you must be getting PS because it's not like I see anything on the format. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. The uh, the Yahoo hasn't really come up yet. It's a little early, folks. Pitchers and catchers just showed up, but uh, but <laughs> hey now uh, you know we'll, we'll set up in like mid March. We'll hook it up. Did you just hear I got scolded by Chris? It was a one word scolding. Vince. <laughs> Vince. <laughs> Vince, it's okay. All right. Whenever we start talking about Cardinal baseball, uh-huh. it's like if I if I were talking to you and if I were to start even jokingly start ripping on Kirby, you would shoot me a look and be like, no, 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 there are some places we don't go. And, and the poop, the we, we just doing, don't I'm go to the pool hall. That's it. You know, yeah. You you don't don't step on my don't step on my redbirds. If he just shook a digital finger at me, for real, yo. Hey, I, 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 I enjoy, I enjoy and love comics. I live for St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Sure you do. Wow. Hey, what? I have a question for Chris and Vince. What is it about David that when he just makes that little comment on the form or something that he approves of something you did, that like it, it warms your heart, right? Because I made a, I made a comment on the uh, about Burn in Alpha Flight. <laughs> And I just put it in there, and I put it in there. All the background. If, if David the would, background. would notice, and then it, like, made my night when I logged on after getting home from work and saw David being like, attaboy. Like, <laughs> something about that guy. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> it's something. Something <laughs> Something requiring. Yeah, yeah we, 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 should, we should talk about that, because uh, Burn was... Uh... Burning oh. up the internets for, for about a, a half a second this week. So. Yeah, I would like to talk burn too because yeah, yeah, we'll yeah talk that way. that's that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. All right, hey, I think that's enough, right? Sure. Look at this. Look around. It's eleven o'clock comics episode one hundred forty-eight, and I am Vince B. Yes, recovering you are. from the spider bite. I'm, I'm much say, better. Much better. Well, see, I was very surprised to learn that I did develop organic web shooters. It's very cool. Yeah, they're oh, not my no, wrist, no. though. Vince, they're Vince, not my wrist. Vince. They're my nipples. That, that That's so, like, 2001. They're I know. Yeah. Haven't you heard? Yeah, I hate the costume. I think it sucks. I hate it. No, but it's, aiming is very difficult when your web shooters are in your nipples. So I'm throw that out there. 
It's like I got a stiff neck, you know, I got to hit the wall. And stiff nipples, apparently. I know. Hi, I'm Christopher Neesman. Hello, everyone. Hi, Chris. I'm David Price. Hi. Hey, David. And I'm Chester Copperpot. <laughs> ne nephew to Oswald. No, you're not. Chester Copperpot. You're Jason Wood. Locker. Ushering in this episode of Discount Comic Book <laughs> Service sponsored 11 o'clock comics. That's right. Hey, I'm good. I'm a fleet feet. Discount Comic Book Service. Find them on the web at dcbservice.com where you can score hundreds, probably thousands of your favorite comics and collectibles at huge discounts. Check this out. Dark Horse Presents number one. You can choose from two covers, Paul Chadwick, Concrete, or the less appealing yes, Frank Miller. Yeah, the other one. The, the less appealing <laughs> or, Frank or the Miller cover. One. The stamp on the cover says seven ninety nine. Frank Miller, right? But that's not what you're going to pay. You're not going to pay seven ninety nine. You're going to pay half of that, $3.99, the price of an average comic book. This is double or triple the size of a regular comic book. You can get Batwoman number one. For 75% off, it will cost you less than a dollar, 74 cents. That's 0.74. It's craziness. Super Dinosaur, number one, from Image and Skybound, special discount, half off, buck 49 you're going to pay. Van Lenti and Pax Herc, trying it again, I don't blame them. From Marvel, 3.99. nope, 45% off, no, half, $1.99. And you can get Booms, Planet of the Apes, I'm chomping at the bit for this or peeling the banana for this and you can get it for 45 percent off the 399 cover two dollars and 19 cents and after you're done there reach out and shake hands with dcbs's digital arm <laughs> mydigitalcomics.com that was smooth mydigitalcomics.com you can get digital comics he's been, he's been practicing that all <laughs> week in front of the mirror yeah yeah <laughs> naked Reach Ooh. out and shake hands with their digital arm. Come on. That's conceptual. That's gold. That's Our digital, uh, what, mydigitalcomics.com. Duncan the Wonder Dog, $9.99. Oh, my God. Save. It's savings. That's what it is. You can get a bunch of independents from Top Cow and others. 99-cent issue, issues flying around all over the place. You, you can't turn sideways without hitting a 99-cent issue. Yeah, you know, there, there's 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 something that's in previews this month that I want to encourage people, um, and I think most eleven o'clock listeners will dig on this because it's two guys that that we talk about a lot. Um, the the writer of uh, the Six Gun. Oh uh, yeah, Colin, you know it's my uh, shit. Colin yep. Bunn. Colin Bunn. And, oh yeah. And the artist of Three Story and and my boy. Yep, all sorts of, of other awesomeness have teamed up. That's Matt Kent, of course, have teamed up for um, Tooth, and it's it's like sixteen bucks through DCBS. Oh, I can't so, wait! Yeah, it looks great. And and Cullen and congratulations to Cullen who announced today that he was uh, quitting the uh, yes, the, the yes. corporate uh, overlord job. And uh, really, sadly, yeah. yes, his March oh, 11th cool. is his last day working for the man. And mm -hmm. sadly, his news was overshadowed by news of another addition. Uh, Chris and Laura Somney have announced they are expecting. Hey, oh, that's awesome. Good for them. David, are you Wait, jealous? Congratulations. Dude, I, I said to Renee on the ride home. A Godfather that, option. That, that Chris and Laura Somni are, are, 
are going to be parents. She goes, and and it took her a second because she's like, oh, you never say and Laura whenever you talk about them. So I didn't know who you were talking about for a second. Uh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so congrats to them. And, yeah, and yes, major congrats. Awesome. Yes. The, uh, <clears throat> I, I just I realized since you were talking about Planet of the Apes, this is becoming like your second golden age because you, you have Godzilla coming out. True. Planet of the Apes coming. All we need is an ongoing man thing. Yep. Or well, even uh, Thunderbolts. That's not right. <laughs> no, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm dying here. I don't know what it is. And so, like, yeah, back to DCBS. You can get that mm -hmm. Matt, uh, Matt Kent and Cohen Bunn, the tooth, really cheap. Mm -hmm. What is it, 16 it's bucks? Like, it's like $16.34. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's there pennies. you go. Pennies on the dollar. So discount comic book service, dcbservice.com and mydigitalcomics.com and instocktrades.com. And it. all of the uh, books, you can meet the creators where? From all these wonderful comics? Oh, nice. oh, many, many, many of them will be at uh, C2E2. That's right. Whee. It is Cidos Edos Dos, the Chicago uh, Comic and Entertainment Expo. It is coming to uh, McCormick Place in downtown Chicago for the second year. It is going to be March 18th through the 20th, and there's going to be all sorts of uh, great creators there, including Ben Templesmith and Gene Ha and Cliff Chang and Mahmoud Ashraf and Paul Cornell and Mike Norton and I, I'm sure that Mahmoud loves how I say his name uh, uh, Scotty Young, Scott Snyder uh, Brian Michael Bendis Matt Fraction <laughs> they just announced um, uh, Gail Simone is going to be there uh, and that, that Elisa Dushku gal from uh, <gasps> Really? <laughs> yeah Yeah yeah, and uh, some ghost hunters and and uh, not the taps guys. I don't from the the TV show Ghost Hunters. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to be there. Oh my god! Oh my oh. god! <laughs> Vince, just, Vince just did a happy dance. Yeah, yeah. Vince just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh it's 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 going to be it's going to be a really fun weekend of of comics and uh and geek culture. You can uh you can get a weekend pass for uh, for just 50 bones and that's if you uh if you order I think up into that week but uh up into the 14th and that's all at c2e2.com and yes. uh, you know you know we're going to be there in force uh on Friday night from 6:30 to 7:30 we're going to have a podcasting panel so uh any of the uh, 11 o'clock folks that would be kind enough to uh, to drop in if you want to hear uh, myself and other podcasters talk about talking about comics that would be great uh, there's going to be all sorts of other fun stuff throughout the weekend i'm going to ask uh, no go ahead buddy no i was just going to say uh on the c2e2 front mm -hmm. uh as people no doubt know by now there is a tattoo pavilion uh <laughs> as you also no doubt uh, know i will be getting a tattoo again this year so you can watch me get tatted if you're interested in that sort of thing. I believe I'm not alone in that. But uh, the uh, buddy of ours who we met last year and who inked us uh, and who will be doing it again, Brian Stringer, is going to be there again uh, this year. And he, he, along with the Hero Initiative, are doing a uh, charity event uh, with Cliff Chang. So I wanted to give it a shout-out because it's pretty cool. Um, uh, soon, I don't think it's up yet, but soon, and when I get the official word, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, put it up in our forum. But uh, the Hero Initiative is going to post an eBay auction, uh, and the winner will get um, the winner will get uh, Cliff Chang 
uh, a piece of Cliff Chang art uh, up to 8x10, uh, black and gray uh, pust, pinup, headshot, or action pose of their choice. Uh, done by Cliff at the, uh, it'll be ready for you at the con. And then Stringer will uh, tattoo that image uh, on your body on Saturday afternoon. Uh, awesome. And the winner gets the tattoo and the original art uh, for the winning bid. So That's it's pretty sweet. dope. Um, and it, really and if, you're, if you're entering the cont- contest, don't bring your girlfriend with you. Or your fiance. Yeah, yeah. That, no, that's the other thing. Um, actually, he has a note here. He said to make sure that I mention that um, that uh, you have to be 18 and over and have to have a photo ID with you. Um, and you uh, presumably want to actually uh, already know before you enter that you want to get a tattoo. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, a little bit of a mix-up uh, Vince is referring to. They did this last year, a little bit different, but it was a, they did a, a similar contest, and the winner, um, I guess, didn't really think through getting a tattoo and so long story short his girlfriend said over my dead body are you getting a tattoo so the thing kind of fell apart but uh this year um so if you don't know for sure you want ink don't enter but uh you know by all means you do enter and you get to keep the art which is in and of itself pretty badass cliff chang's the, the man I, I can't only imagine what a cliff chang uh convention commission probably costs in its own right so uh yeah good stuff so yeah definitely yeah. brian stringer's awesome oh um on a on a food you can touch, drink now um yeah. Uh, for people coming into, and I tweeted about this today, for folks coming into Chicago for this that are interested in trying out maybe some off-the-beaten-path um, cuisine that our fine city has to offer, there was uh, on Bizarre Foods this week, uh, Andrew Zimmerman did a, a Chicago, an all-Chicago show, and there were some great places to eat on there. And I was actually kind of shocked and and pretty proud the uh, the entire last segment was about my neighborhood. Hmm. The garbage can on Third Avenue and no, Fifth. That, <laughs> just kidding. Them's New York addresses. No, <laughs> you, the, the, the whole the whole the whole last segment was uh, was on Albany Park in uh, in Chicago. So it, we could go eat some you know some uh, some cow stomach and tripe. Know, and, really? Oh, the, I can get tripe on. A, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting dead cat tripe. I love tripe. Yeah. Oh, do you, they you make what, it with? Do you, the, like, do you really like tripe? Yeah. Do they make it with the peas or without the peas? Pea, See, I, sometimes you I, get it with peas, like in the red sauce. Sometimes I, they just. I don't eat tripe. Oh, Christopher. I don't, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't do. I don't do stomach. <laughs> <laughs> you will do the poo hole, though. I'm sorry. Check out check out check out that that bizarre foods episode. There's some some cool stuff in there. So yes, tripe is good. Right, you got, you have to uh, soak it though. Yeah, it t- tastes like the barnyard, man. It's it's hard. It's some tripe. guys dig the barnyard. Yeah, tripe mm. is tripe's not my favorite. Even though I tell you what, I'm doing a, I'm doing a braised pork belly for y'all for for dinner that. I we did a we did a test run last week and it was damn good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's proceed with the roll call. How about that? Since oh, there you go. You're still uh, driving. Vince, why, why don't you kick us off? Ah, oh, yeah, big deal. I'm drinking the end of the Smirnoff Ice and Yingling Lager. Nice as usual. Plus, you're actually having some alcohol tonight. Hmm? It's fine. <laughs> David, how about you? <laughs> 
I am drinking. I forgot I'm going to have to buy like a case of Smirnoff ice when Vince comes to town. I'm going to have to, you know, find some like old warehouse that still has yeah, Zima. If, if you buy it, they're going to be like, oh, so you got like your 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 18 year old niece? Maybe yeah, is your niece coming in town? Are uh, are Bartles and James coming to the party? <laughs> And they're bringing the mashed potatoes, too. Thank you. If I'd have known it was that kind of party, I would have stuck my dick in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Yep. Bola Bardolino from 2009. Product of Italy. Oh, a little Italian, eh? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're getting all ready for C2E2. You got a little Italian in you. That's right. That's so true. Mr. Wood, how about you? I am drinking some H2 Awesome. Oh, why don't you make fun of him? Go ahead. I'm sitting, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here kind of shocked because he knows that he better get training. He's training. Because he's not going to be able to keep up. If if this continues, Jason, we're going to have I to have an intervention. <laughs> Sorry, dude. It'll be a reverse intervention. You're not drinking enough. Um... You guys remember the um, um, the Grand Teton um, uh, hop trout that I had? I saw yes. Tetons the other night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was a gladiator. I split, I split the Grand Tetons. This is a uh, this is a brewery you know, that I've, that I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that I am uh, uh, rapidly becoming very uh, very fond of, and uh, it is the uh, the Grand Teton Brewing Company in uh, in uh, Victor, Idaho. Is it Idaho? We are yes. eight years old. Yes, you are. Yeah, You're bit. no eight. You look up to eight year olds. Um, <laughs> I had their their uh, uh, their hop trout, which is a, a really uh, hoppy black IPA. Uh, in the last month or so, which has been one of my favorite favorite finds of the last uh, uh, of, of the winter, but now I'm having their Black Cauldron Imperial Stout, and uh, it is uh, just what you would imagine. It's it's a really really heavy, dark syrupy Imperial Stout, and it's it's really nice. I'm, sounds good. I'm coming. I'm, com- I'm coming to the end of. Uh, of the winter here, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start moving into some spring beers, as uh, you know, the my box will start coming out. But uh, yeah, I'm still enjoying the stouts and and that kind of stuff. But I'm ready to ready to to start getting into some spring beers. Yeah, we oh, had a thaw today. A little bit of a thaw. Yeah, we like, did. So it's gonna yeah. be uh, uh-huh. 60 here on Friday. Yeah, yeah. here too. Nice. Awesome. Insane. By the way, Chris, though you forgot to mention the most important thing. I mean, how's the mouth feel? Mm. <laughs> Nothing goes with Tetons like mouthfeel. I'm saying. That's really nice. How did everyone's Valentine's Day go? Uh, yeah. I, was, uh, I curled 16 ends. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, a couple of the curls together. <laughs> curls together. <laughs> That's a homo fucking card. Now, Marta was here with the dogs. Oh. Wow. I was, yeah. I, I have curling league on Mondays. Yeah. She does, I thought she was in your league with you. Um, on Sundays, and oh we have two leagues. And, two and, leagues. I'm so sorry soon, I asked that question. And soon, and soon to be Tuesdays. Oh, oh my Lord. goodness! Yeah. Oh. How clean can the ice get? Hey man, <laughs> Turbo Broom. 
It's, nice. Uh, she's she's actually getting pretty. She's getting pretty good. Um, I'm 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 really happy. My men's league. I'm in the finals this coming Monday. We actually uh, we actually had to uh, uh, come back. Uh, our, our team started out. Um, zero and two. We came back to to four and two, and mm-hmm. uh, and won our last game, uh, twelve to eleven in nine ends to get it into the finals. So we had to play I'm really glad to hear that because clearly the that means my Christmas present has come in handy. Absolutely, yeah, I love that book. Nice. Is that a money league? Do you win? Uh, is there any money in? Oh, it's it's a money league. None of Good. it comes back to you. But, uh, oh, I get uh-huh. it. Money pick. <laughs> All right. So let, wait. Let me write this down because I got to know where to put the first call because we got a lot of them this time. Oh, well, a lot. A lot of them is just the usual number three. <laughs> hey guys, this is Sean from the Fright Channel. Uh, just listen to the latest episode. So you're telling me that your wives won't pick up your comic books for for you, um, except for the. Basically, you're saying that the comic books are the proverbial tampon to the man. Very sad. Very, very sad. Chris and I teamed up. You want to do this first? Get this going? Because this is fun. It was a fun book. Very fun book. Chris and I teamed up uh, this week, and we read the same thing. And actually, I was very surprised because it was the first book that came to mind Mm -hmm. because I got all... um, Is it five issues or six issues? I think it's it's five issues. It is a five-issue... Five issue miniseries from Wildstorm. Right, I I got all five issues for a quarter apiece. Yeah, and they were, I mean, I would have paid at least five times that uh, a piece. It, it was it was very good, very fun, and I suggested the to Chris that we read it, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." I was stunned because yeah, usually, yeah. oh, hey, it's it's the Albion universe. It's something that I wanted to read, but just kind of slipped through the cracks like so many comics do. So, yeah, whenever you said that, I thought, hey, that's been on my list to, to do, and it gave me a reason to go track it down. Cool. Well, for those and who... And we are talking about? We are talking about a book by Dave Gibbons. Dude, that, name, that, that name should be very familiar to everyone, being that he was the visual half or visual third of um, Watchmen, uh, drawn by John Higgins. And it, he's credited as the artist, so he's both penciling and inking. Johnny Wrench on colors. Todd Klein did the letters. Dave Gibbons did the cover art. John Higgins did the cover color. John Higgins is also involved in that famous book that we just mentioned. Yes, yes. It's uh, Thunderbolt Jackson from Wildstorm, as Chris mentioned. Um, let's set it up. It was foretold that with the coming of the third great winter, the Aesir... Now, who are they? The Norse gods will war with their eternal enemies, the frost giants of Jotunheim or Jotunheim, whatever way you say it, for the final time. And in the process, paving the way for what? What's the Ragnarok. big, right, the big tumultuous, tumultuous end of all things as far as the, uh, the Norse gods go. Uh, and when this book starts, they're in the middle of the second great winter. And as usual, they're beating the shit out of each other, and the Norse gods are fighting the, the frost giants, and it's extremely bloody. I mean, the book doesn't leave too much to the imagination. It's kind of like the boys in that regard, as far as the battles go. I mean, you see people's heads being smushed and yeah. eyeballs, and you know, it's 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 appropriately brutal for. Um, so you know, words, the, it's, it's not helping the uh, it's not helping the young adult, young adult market then. In other words. 
No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, and, and so no. In, in, the, in the midst of this giant battle between these two eternal enemies comes the assembled armies of Christ. Yes, the Christian armies interrupt really? this ongoing clash of the Easter and the Frost well, Giants. Yeah, it's, 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 it's basically the beginning of the, it's the Crusades. And right it, they, at and the time, and they and they're they're moving into um, England and and northern England, and it's yeah. So it's it's and, just basically the the new world is colliding with the old. Right, and the and the Christians lay it out for the the pair of of uh, combatants. They tell them, "Hey, look, your power over humans is at an all time ebb. Yeah. Your your influence influence is waning. So you are let, on the way out. We are on the way in. Right. Let's make a deal." And uh, the the Christians, uh, benevolent dudes as they are, will allow um, the uh, Aesir and the Norse god or, and the uh, the Frost Giants to remain on Earth, but they will be in human form and thus immortal. Human weapons can hurt them, but it can't kill them. So they're immortal. They can have whatever fun they want on Earth. For but they're but they're, they're going to be extremely depowered. Right, and in the process, they have to relinquish three items of power that will be sealed up in this holy, in this consecrated ground, this hallowed ground, and that will remove that godlike power from the 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 pair of combatants. So the uh, the Norse gods, yeah, will go for it. Which was the only thing about the book that pissed me off. You have Odin and the gang. Bending over and grabbing their ankles just because the Christians want them to. It's mm. like, really? Yeah. I, I don't think Written, it would be that easy. By a Christian, I presume. Well, well Gib- Gibbons wrote it. Well, kind of, kind of, kind of how I, how I um, saw that before we start railing on the Christians. It was that <laughs> Odin and Odin and the other Norse gods and the the giants saw that their time was coming to an end. And the Christians gave them the opportunity to say, okay, you may not be able to to fight, you know, unfettered on this scale, but if you agree to kind of let us ascend to where, you know, our path and what we're going and you take a back seat, we'll let you go about your business and fight and you can be immortal. So they knew that they were on the dawn of of the third winter, which would bring Ragnarok, which would be the end of all times. And I think Odin saw that as an opportunity to to prolong that and fight on for another few millennia. You know what I mean? Yes and no. See, the thing that raised one of my eyebrows was yeah they were granted immortality and they came to earth and they did whatever they wanted but in the process they became organized crime families which which probably did a lot more harm to innocent people than it had if they just fought it out in the beginning and got it over with then the hordes of people that they raped and pillaged before that well i mean they basically were fighting each other at the beginning and of this raping book, raping and pillaging, and well, that's what they do. They rape and pillage. Exactly. But so, uh, it's really cool. The battle they, scenes. Of course, they became mobsters. Yeah, the the battle scenes that Higgins draws are amazing. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a couple double page spreads, especially in the third issue called "The Bargain," where they detail 
the bargain between the three and there are dead christians everywhere i mean the 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 norse gods and the giants did not go easily i mean they took their toll on the christians before they packed it all in you know and and, and just so folks know that i mean this is all told in in flashback because this right the book the book takes place in, in present day um is it i get the feeling it's that it that, well it, it's more like northern england though I mean, yeah because i mean when the book opens you have three children um yeah. uh jack billy and a, a girl named uh saffron saff to her friends yeah. and if you don't if you don't get the illusion there then you haven't yeah. read thor yeah uh so these three kids are out at night on the moors and billy uh who is that's undergoing where, that's where that's where Caroline started by the way it was on the the frozen moors oh, it, all, it all comes back <laughs> uh, so billy uh a child actually undergoing chemotherapy uh, borrowed his uncle's metal detector, and they were are going out in search of treasure at, at this old deserted uh, church, the ruins of a church. And what do you know? The metal detector goes bonkers when it passes over this large stone slab uh, inscribed with runes and all kind of ornate detailing. And just as they're about to investigate. A bolt of lightning, but a boom comes crashing through the clouds, shatters the stone plate, and underneath there are the three objects that the Norse gods and the frost giants relinquish to the Christians. Which you, you find, a, about, find out about much later. This right, is, right. This is all like opening scene stuff. There's a golden belt, a uh, golden torque. It's a serpent torque, which is really a choker. It's not quite a necklace, more like a, a choker type thing. And a golden cross, which is not quite a cross. I mean, it looks like a cross, but later on in the book, you find out that it's something very different. So um, Billy puts on the necklace, and because he's suffering from uh, cancer and the, the effects of the chemotherapy, uh, as the course of the series, as the series progresses, the kid starts to feel better. He's like, whoa, what's the deal? I put this necklace on. I'm feeling pretty damn good. And, uh, it was really neat on Higgins' part because he drew the kid with like little bags under his eyes and he's droopy. Mm -hmm. But once he put the necklace on, the bags went away. He, he was, you know, sitting up straight. It really, technically, a nice job by, by Higgins. Um, Jack is, uh, unfortunately, involved in a very abusive relationship he's a stepson to a man named larry who abuses the kid and his mother and uh the kicker is during one of those uh clashes jack hits his stepfather with the belt and when the belt touches larry <laughs> larry reverts to his true form which is the snake tongue himself loki nice. so loki is larry's adoptive father and uh E. Jack puts the belt on and transforms into Loki's brother, Thor. So, and he's all tattooed and buff. And, and, and the, 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 the cool thing about the book is it's not a, a Billy Batson Shazam dichotomy where, where when, uh, Shazam comes, you know, th there's like an equal footing or no, when, when Thor pops in, Jack's pushed to the background. He gets disoriented. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know where what he does. But again, as the series goes on and Jack's friends get threatened, Jack takes Jack ascends. He takes over the body more or less and directs Thor. So that that's pretty cool. But 
um, so you have these two earthbound tribes or groups of, of, of combatants that are still plying their trade on Earth, but it's really neat. Odin, patching all, the one-eyed, and, and he has the dog Fenrir, um, he adopted the name Odun, O apostrophe D U N N E. Mr. Odun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they hang out in a in a place called the Rainbow Club, which we, these you know this <laughs> day and age. Say, yeah. Here in Chicago, a bunch of guys hanging out at the Rainbow Club, totally okay. different thing. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and uh, <laughs> and if you come home and your daughter says she's going to a rainbow party, you better lock them doors, people. You betcha. Uh, but uh, and then the Frost Giants <laughs> are uh, Mr. Garrod. And his family, and uh, they're they're larger than average human beings. They're not giants per se, but physically, uh, I mean, in stature, they're they're pretty large gentlemen. And uh, it just keeps going back and forth. The, the Odin and his boys will take pot shots at the at the giants with um, you know automatic weapons and axes and and bats and just beating the shit out of each other and burning each other dismembering one guy loses an arm and it all goes back to normal i mean they heal really quickly but uh so it keeps going back and forth until larry slash loki realizes that the kids have found the objects of power and that starts a whole bunch of shit and the kids are abducted and one thing leads to another and the um, Things come to a head, let's say. I don't want to spoil the whole book, but it's really, really well done. Wouldn't you say, Chris? I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, um, uh, you know, any, any kind of story where you have you know, the kids that, that stumble upon, you know, mystical items and kind of get in over their head. You know, it, it's, been, it's been done before. But um, yeah. I, I think it was used to, to to good effect here. You know, I love Norse mythology, so you know, yeah. I was I was actually you know proud of myself that you know as soon as I saw Mister Odin, it's like oh okay, that's Odin, and then they reveal it pretty much right after that. But yeah, much better than uh, um, in uh, oh Gaiman's American Gods that I never oh, got. It was tough. Yeah, that low key was low key. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Could have hit you with a bat. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, yeah, I mean, th this is actually kind of a nice little uh, sidecar for American Gods. Um, it, uh, it kind of the kind of the same idea of the yeah. you know, gods walking among us, and you know, in in modern day, um, I, they, I, they they break into the rainbow. Um, Rainbow Bar, and there's this guy standing there, um, blocking the way to the back office with his arms folded, and his name's Jaime. It's Hamdal. Hamdal, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's really cool. He gets to he gets the skin burned off his bones, and still comes back. Yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, Thunderbolt Jackson is. Uh, was a character that that was already in existence. And, right. Okay. Right. And I, and when did I, this come out? Uh, two thousand six. Yeah. Really? It's well, like Chris yeah. said. It's a spinoff from the Albion series, which was kind of spearheaded okay. by Alan Moore and his yeah. his his daughter his Leah. Daughter. Yeah. What right, they did right. was there's these a uh, uh, a basket of British characters from um, this IPC 
publishing company like the uh robot archie and the spider was one of them captain yeah. hurricane and and they, they wanted like to Golden Age, uh, uh, miracle man or Marvel. yeah man. they wanted to i guess they're public domain or pretty close to it and they wanted to update these characters and you know reinvigorate them for new readers so more uh kickstarted the albion series which spun off into thunderbolt jackson and i think battler britain's one of them Mm-hmm. And there was another one, Albion yeah. Origins or something like yeah, that. So, so but, it's uh, basically Golden Age British superheroes, and and kind of updating them. And and Thunderbolt Jackson was a very very little used character in British comics, and yeah, he was like basically he was. It's it's Shazam. It's Captain Marvel. You know, it's with a, kid. With a skirt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a kid who instead of you know a magic word has a magic bolt or a magic belt and transforms into 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 this god. And it's supposed to be like the embodiment of Thor, but he has a kilt. He wore yeah, he wore a kilt. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and even Dave Gibbons was like, "Yeah, I didn't really care yeah. too much for this character." But yeah, we're, yeah, we're not we're not going to use the kilt. Um, so you know, yeah, this is definitely a, a nice you know updating of of a character that you never knew actually existed. It's cool if you love Norse mythology. Um, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, a couple things that that I thought could have done you know a little bit better. I wanted to see the the relationship with the kids developed a little bit more. I thought that was the strength of the series. I wanted to see their relationships explored and and know more about them. And and this is this is all set up as like a, a five issue origin with the, you know, obviously the the open door to continue it into a regular series which yeah. I think would have been a lot of fun. So you know, all the groundwork is kind of laid there to to kind of start to expand on stuff. But I wanted to see the kids' relationships expanded on a little bit more and and get to get to really feel and care for them. Uh, you know, the other thing, you know, Higgins' art was was really good in in a lot of spots. I got a little I got a little lost storytelling wise at, at points. Oh, really? Yeah, it's um, it wasn't real clear to me where the hammer came from. Where the what? With the hammer? Oh, the hammer was the cross. It wasn't a cross; it was a hammer. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's it because the, the way it's fashioned, it's it's the handle's long, and obviously the T-bar dangling from a neck looks like yeah. a cross. But yeah, uh huh, yeah, but. You know, I was I was like, where where did Thor's where'd Mjolnir come from? It, it it's really unclear that that the 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 necklace is actually trans transform. It never shows the that the the necklace transforming into the hammer. Hmm. Okay. If you go if you go back and look at that, and there were a couple other places where I was just like, you know what? It looks pretty. It's nice. Not not the clearest of of storytelling uh, from the art, but but it was nice. It it, it okay. looked it looked good, but sometimes I, I felt like it was a little uh, a little cramped, a little claustrophobic. Maybe a few too many panels um, per page, um, you know. But uh, but you know these are these are little little nitpicks. It, you know, yeah. overall overall I really enjoyed it. And you start talking, you know, Norse mythology, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be you know in like 
in like Flint. It, yeah. That that I, really I, appeals to me. I found the page where the the hammer the cross turns into the hammer. It's kind of subtle. I mean, you see. I know. Uh, you, you think it should be subtle for for not even possibly, but definitely the most no, important thing that happens in that issue. No, 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 no. I mean, you the, actually the, show what happens. They they do. It's just that the no, the, they don't. Yeah, show they me. do. No, the, show, uh, show, no, they don't. It, yeah, they do. It's in issue no, four. They don't. Yes, they yeah, freaking do. I got it right in front of me. Look at the, the cross is dangling from her hat. Show me where it turns into a hammer. Now look, she's kissing him. She's saying like, "Don't worry, everything yeah. will be." Well, am, am I getting all shitty? And there's yeah. and there and there's a spark on. on right, the and then the 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 and bottom then, panel. Then it cuts to a scene outside of the. Van. No, you're you're leaving you're leaving something out. You're leaving something very important out. Look at her face on the bottom panel. The chain is breaking. Okay, yeah. the chain around. Now, what is she wearing around the chain? The cross. So the chain yeah. breaks, and in the next pan, the, and Billy says, of course, it, it, it had to be. Everyone knows Thor should have a, and the next page, hammer. There's a hammer on the ground. What yeah. could possibly fall on the ground? The cross. Well, okay. Yeah, it, you, but it doesn't show it. <laughs> No, it doesn't show him. <laughs> it, that, no, it doesn't show it actually happening. And I was like, so was the hammer on the floor of the van the whole time? And I Christopher, back. come on. I think you're I, being nitpicky here. I mean, you see the chain break. It could have been done a lot clearer. It was, okay. it was not. And, and you know what? It's on separate pages. <laughs> if it ha if it happens on the same page, that's great. I do it love you. It ha no, no, I'm serious. It happens on separate pages. It you go from from I had to go back and look and say, oh yeah, it's because the chain breaking, the mm -hmm. way that her okay, the way that that her coat is made, the chain looks very much like the fur on her coat. Okay, doesn't it? No, <laughs> not really. It's but anyway, the same color. It's the it's the same. It's the same line line work. It, it yeah. It all I'm saying is that I had no idea. It it took me going back and reading it again to figure out that that her necklace was actually the the hammer. Okay. Well, we can part ways a little bit on, on, the, on the, yeah a little bit on the storytelling, but. Neat little things in the series. There, whenever the um, the kids are not of driving age, so obviously they have to ride the bus wherever they're going. And whenever the bus is involved, Gibbons throws in this little tip of the hat to the fates. There's three old ladies on the bus who seem to know a lot more than they let on, and uh, they like to repeat themselves, like number three, number three. And, and it's it's just neat how these this trio of old ladies keeps popping up. Uh, and Chris said about the, the kids, yeah, the kids are the, the most appealing part of the book because everybody else seems to be a bastard. Um, the, uh, the, the girl, Saffron, uh, Saf, she is, uh, her surname is Patel. So she's Indian and does not subscribe to any of this Norse or Christian stuff. She believes in gods that are blue mm, and, and, no, and they have dad, elephants. No. Her dad does. Right. Well, she said in my in my house, our gods are blue and and there's elephants. Yeah. And she, uh, she makes a 
makes a point of saying that that's what her dad prays to. Not and, her. And so, I think, yeah, I think that she's very agnostic. Okay, so Odin has her tied to a chair. The Allfather is is grilling this girl. She has no idea whether she's going to make it out of the room alive, and he's he's detailing the whole history of the pact and what's going to happen and this is what we want and tell us where the goddamn items are and she's like look buddy the gods in our house are blue and 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 there's elephants and 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 archers and stuff and so you you got nothing on me and like talk about balls in the in the face of like almost certain demise you're talking to a god and you're you're busting his chops you know that's that's spunky so yeah the kids are written really well and billy you just got a feel for him i mean kids going through chemo mm -hmm. but uh it it comes out well for the boy i will say that yeah it's a it's a great little series i wish there were more uh thunderbolt jackson contemporary thunderbolt jackson stories because yeah. uh oh i mean that that was the thing you know it it, it stops at the end and it, it's basically okay well here's your this this is your origin story this is this is the first the first arc and um i would have liked to have seen more so you know i don't know if they'll ever yeah. come back to it but uh you know if, if they do i think we've got the the first origin story yeah. here and it can go on and you know i don't know how much trouble thor can get into in, in northern england but um yeah uh, i will say gibbons did a fantastic job on the covers they're they're amazingly yep. watchman-esque oh yeah you know that yeah, that beautiful. that micro view that he championed on watchman that really mm -hmm. uptight up close and personal the they're extremely watchman-esque first issue shows the items then you have a bloody uh, cell phone on the second one the fourth issue shows the hammer hanging from a chain from her neck uh and they're neat you really got to see them the covers are, are worth the the price of admission alone mm -hmm. you know because it's, it's gibbons i mean the guy's a certified master I, I would expect everyone to not disagree with me on that one but it's a great series. I liked it a lot. Chris oh, liked it. Um, the, uh, the, the, oh, <laughs> Mr. Odun's dog. Mm hmm. Fenrir. Yeah. Fenrir. Yeah. It's like this badass black pit bull. Uh, Huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I was so looking for the ravens. I was hoping the ravens would show up, but they didn't. Ah, uh, you're all crackly. Yeah, good enough. Take it away. Good enough. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Templar from the forums. Um, 2010 definitely meant for me putting aside that big collector mentality. Um, uh, I ditched bags and boards completely. And do you know what? I I enjoyed comics so much more in 2010. Uh, grab them off the shelf. Read them in the bath. Um, if I drop them in the puddle, never mind. Dry them out and just store them. And also now um, hard covers as well. Dust jackets. <laughs> I'm, I'm just taking all the dust jackets off, popping them in somewhere or other until I've read them and then putting them back on. However, my children do not agree because the Wizard of Oz hardcover is a, is a must-read at bedtime, and my kids really, really love it. However, we completely fall out over it because they insist that we leave the dust jacket on whilst reading. Now, in order to do that, I usually have to sit down with my knees up in in our you know large bed and have one child either side thus crumpling the base of the spine of the dust jacket on my leg and it drives me nuts but they they want the dust jacket on i don't know why so in that way scotty uh and eric have driven a wedge between myself and my family 
And for that, I should never forgive them. However, 2010 uh, was probably the most enjoyable comic-centric year for me. I got such a, so much enjoyment out of comics, um, thanks in no small part to um, Day Tripper and Sweet Tooth and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm sure you've already done the 11 o'clock but um, what a great year for comics. Uh, however, I'm now in therapy due to the crinkling of my dust jackets. Anyway, thank you guys for pimping a load of good stuff in uh, 2010. I wish you well. Uh, peace. We read Who is Jake Ellis, number one. Yeah, I was going to say, we're don't. We not going to have anywhere nearly the amount of things to say that you guys did, because it's one issue. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> one issue of five. And, and uh, not a lot happens in it, like, I guess, in terms of the I, I found it to be, it, it was, I did like the setup of it. I, it. When you get to the end of it, you have questions, you have an idea of what's going on, but the way it's laid out, the way it plays out, uh, you're still you don't know everything, and that's and I really liked that about this. Yeah, I, I did too. The we should say that it's uh, it's um, by it's an image comic. Yeah. It's uh, art is by Tanchi Zanchik. Yes. Who I um, know, do you, you weren't with the art in Marvel Divas, right? I was just going to say, I, I when I saw that this art was by Tachi, uh, fresh in my memory was Marvel Divas, which I talked about on the show and said it was some of my least favorite art I've seen in a long time. <laughs> so I was really nervous about this. Uh, um, it's written by Nathan Edmondson, incidentally. Um, but um, the art works quite well in this story. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I, I I think there's two things going on relative to Marvel Divas. One, uh, Tanchi, at least for my untrained eye, seems to have put more effort in the finishes of each panel in this book. Um, my issue with Divas was that if the character wasn't the main character in focus, he basically drew a, a line and left the colorist to tell you which character it was by putting a splotch of blonde or a splotch of brown. Um, very, very little uh, line work in any of the, the background characters and often very sloppy with the anatomy. Um, in this, um, he really does a nice job with shadows, um, the whole thing, and he does the coloring as well. Um, maybe that's the difference. Just the whole thing looks just much more complete. Um, the layout, the page layout, just seems a lot more thought out and well executed. So um, I know a lot of people seem to like Tanchi from some of the other stuff they've seen. I believe it's a man, right? Is it? I don't know if it's a man or woman. I should know that, but I, I um, guess hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was pleasantly surprised by the art. I think it actually serves the story quite well. So, yes, it's yeah. it's it's clean. There's no, you know, not a lot of cross hatching. There's not he, the artist does not um, go overboard. You know, you 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 tell who everybody is. Everybody has a unique or distinct look. There's there's really only the only character is really. John, there are character are the characters that John meets, but it's basically John, who is the main character, and Jake Ellis is with John, uh, and then that's the whole idea of you know who is Jake Ellis, and and there are, you know, you might think things once you get to like the third or fourth page, because it starts off with with John talking to. Uh, Spaniards on a boat, and and he is 
he's you think he's talking to them, but he's he's not. And he, after a couple of pages, you replay the scene, and this time you get the other half of the conversation John is having, and that is with Jake Ellis. And right. uh, it's it was neat and and unique and something I haven't seen done in years. Yeah, the, the cool thing about this is. Um, I know a while back we had a long discussion on the show about stat shots and where they're appropriate and where they're not. Yes. And, uh, in this case, you have stat shots, absolutely stat shots for a few pages. Um, and I think it works perfectly because it's like David said, um, the only difference between the first three or four pages and the next three or four pages is that um, in the second sequence of these pages, you see uh, the Jake Ellis character um, imposed into the exact same frames and his word balloons. And it really, uh, I think, is something that uses the comic book page in a really effective way um, to convey that what David was alluding to, which is that the conversation you first see, there's more than meets the eye to it. And when you see him having the conversation with Jake Ellis instead of the Spaniards, you realize, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was really well done. And, um, and, and again, it was, um, I, I presume it was, Less work for the for Tanchi to be able to use the same uh, sequences over again, but well, I think it was perfectly um, reasonable decision yeah. because it worked really well. Because when when you see the the events play out the second time, um, some of the panels are, are are smaller or cropped, so you don't. There's really one page that's pretty much identical, and then there are panels from the first set of events that that are. Uh, carried over but there was still some manipulation applied to them yeah. and um, it's it, during the second time I'm reading the uh, or you know what really happened 15 seconds ago then I realized that you know John wasn't just really uh, bracing himself for something to happen he really did go into homeboy's coat pocket to get the business card and I, I went back and I did see the business card in his hand and little things like like I missed the first time around because I'm just I'm just reading it and going along with the flow and things are it, it it's one of these it, it's a book where the words and the pictures perfect marriage it's it's I, I'm I'm caught up into it if this was a movie I'd be I'd have to rewind it and say holy crap what did I just miss and and it it works really well and, and little things that um, when even though he's in he's in a Different country when 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 they uh, when they end up in in France and he's at the uh, at the cafe you know you might not think if if he's somewhere where he speaks a different language than than the natives that if he was just talking to himself they just think he was crazy but he's got a Bluetooth earpiece right exactly yeah. so when he is talking to Jake you just think he's on the phone with somebody and it's little things like that where I was just like this is really cool and I I get to the end of the first issue. And I, as 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 John is making a getaway because of something that happens in the middle of the book, uh, and he's he's buying a train ticket. You see, uh, you see a word balloon. You, you see Jake's word balloon, but it's it's italicized. It looks a little different, and it really doesn't pertain to the conversation John and Jake right. have been having. And now you're wondering, okay, well, what? 
what is going on. And I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that, because uh, I think the second issue might have come out today, but I'm really hoping that, uh, that this isn't a situation where John is in some chamber and he's living these events out in his mind. Mm-hmm. I, I really hope that that's not same the here. Case. Same here. Uh, it's as I said, it's it's unique. Well, I don't think it's. I was just going to say the your the italicized balloon that you hear Jake say. Uh, he is a body occupying space, awake and upright. Yeah, that that's what he says. And then John is like, "What's that?" And then Jake's back to talking directly and saying, "Nothing. Hurry up. Don't miss the train." So you right. That's the one clue is to there's. I mean, you get from the start that there's something going on here because obviously Jake Ellis is not really physically there. Um, because and, and Jake knows things like he knows what what right. He's, yeah, he's, somebody, and, and he he's telling him like, "Hey, you know, hey, you know, grab, right, exactly. Pick this pocket, go down this alley, uh, jump to your left. Uh, you know, hey, uh, stop banging that girl because there's someone coming up the stairs. You know, it's like so. But you don't know is this just Jake? Is Jake got another personality and he's just an awesome, you know, Jason Bourne esque spy? So he's really making these observations himself, but he's mentally compartmentalizing it. Is it, uh, you know, is it someone in his head like a handler that? He's just manifesting in his mind. Is the guy's talking to him? Is it? Is it just completely? Is he insane? You just don't know any of that. And then, like David said, the the one I tell us as balloon leads you in a direction that makes you think there's definitely maybe a virtual reality or kind of a stunted reality going on. And I'm kind of with you. I mean, I think this is what a four issue series, right? Uh, five. One of five okay. on the cover. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, again, um, great, definitely strong first issue. So I, I'm I'm on board. But I I hope right at the end of it, it's not some matrixy thing where it's just this guy's living his life out in, in some room somewhere for some reason. Uh, yeah. That would, that would, um, and I guess again, it, it maybe if they execute it well, it would be cool, but I hope there's more to it than that. Cause, uh, cause it, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's definitely, uh, as I was reading it, it did, it did evoke to me the, the born identity kind of thing where yep, yep. John looks like a normal dude. Um, he's sort of unassuming, but he is pretty much a badass. Like if you, if you extricate the Jake Ellis character from him, helping him out, in the real world, if you were watching when things happen, I mean, he's a total badass. You know, he's jumping off of roofs and, uh, you know, breaking through store windows and getting clothes and the new identity and stealing a wallet all in like just a minute or two time because he knows that's the only time he has until the police get there. It's just like he's he's pretty much like a super spy and executes perfectly, but in his own mind and with his own conversations, it's almost like he's lucking into the stuff. So it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting characterization. Um, so, very, yeah. very European feel too. I mean, it yes. Looks, I mean, obviously, it, it takes place in in Spain and in, in France, and they're going to Luxembourg, and and it just it parts of it definitely feel like it could be a serial in an issue of heavy metal. It just it, and oh, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure um, that 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 Donchi is is not American, so it, it it these are probably real locations that the artist has scattered or has spent around. I mean, there aren't too many... Yeah, I'm sure you could go to Google Earth and, and look up some of these spots, but it just... It, it feels like the artist actually has, has been here. And it to me, it kind of just... It, it comes across on the page. And, and every... The art is... I, I, the art is, is a big selling point with me in this book because there, it, it moves the story along, but it's not like there's... There's not a. I want to say there's not a lot to read, and and what what there is to read, what what the character, what word balloons are on the page, what the characters are saying, definitely moves the story along, and I think I've, that's 
part of why I like it is that it's not so text heavy. You're not hit over the head with it. You know, it's not one of those. You know, this is what you need to know. You know, now you're caught mm-hmm. up to date. You, you're you're learning this. This is issue one. It's the starting point of something, and you're along for the ride. And and you know, things will be explained to you as we go along. You'll understand what's going on. We're not we're not giving it to you now because there's another four issues to come. So you'll you'll get. I'm I'm assuming you're gonna get everything out of it once once the fifth issue mm-hmm. comes out. But it's um it was a hell of a first issue and it, it it's something that I'll definitely recommend and I'm I don't I don't know what uh what images schedule or, or the publishing is like when it comes to uh collecting their their limited series. I, I um this isn't something that I think I'd i I'm glad to uh to get this as it's coming out, and if if it if it's open ended at the end of issue five, then if if um if buying this series as it was coming out monthly gives me more than 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 super, mm-hmm. they turn them around pretty quick. Yeah, they do. Do they? Um, okay. Yeah. And I'll say too uh, again, just because I do think since I was so tough on Zanchik with Marvel Divas, I will give him praise because it's not just um, it really does strike me that he just. Again, I, I can only extrapolate. I don't know motivations, timing. Maybe he was under the gun with Marvel. I don't know. But this, I mean, if you look, I'm just looking at a page here. There's a page where uh, a not-so-nice thing happens to uh, the woman that John is having yes. relations with. And he basically conveys that by taking her and almost turning the panel into a negative so that you just she's just pictured in, and she's just black, a black silhouette. silhouette. Yeah. And then he spots, it looks, I don't know, it could be digital, but it looks like he just takes a... A, a brush and literally just spots ink blots of different color, uh, different sizes, literally randomly onto the rest of the panel to convey like blood splatter yep. in black. It's just all black ink, and the rest of the panel is like an orangish yellow, just solid color border. And it's just it's really effective. And then on the same page, he's escaping off of a roof, and it's those uh, kind of the um, old European uh, clay the tiles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he's he even goes through the trouble as he's drawing the panel of as as John is sliding. Down down the roof, he he's smart enough to think, well, these are old tiles that would fall as John slides on them. So rather than just having John slide down this roof, which I think a lot of artists would do, he has the panels clearly being loose as John's body touches them. And in the next panel where he's hanging off the roof, you see a few pa- a few of the tiles actually falling as he's hanging on. It's just really, really intense it helps detail. With the movement, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, um, but like David said, not in a heavy line work way. Like, there's not a ton of lines or anything. Right. It's just, it's just he he puts the little details in that are important, and the rest is just very smooth. So, yeah, I got to say, it's it's like a 180 for me. Um, you know, I I, I uh, I'm shocked, frankly, uh, and pleasantly slow, Obviously, I am. Yeah. I'm, Really pleasantly surprised, but um, I have no but, idea how long the, you know this has been in the work. I don't know if all five issues are done, and they were just waiting for all mm-hmm. five to be done before. So I don't know how long the, the, they've been working on this. But yeah, um, it's it's almost it's this makes me feel good about buying. And again, only the first issue, so I you know could be eating my words. <laughs> right, months. right. This is um this makes me feel better about buying an image miniseries as opposed to another book that I might mention later on that we're all digging, but I'm going to, I, I do like that um, right on the first page when, when you open up the cover, you have 
three websites, whoisjakeellis.com, nathan-e.com, and to-zo.com. So you have the book, the writer and the artist, and then you also have the writer and artist on Twitter. So I'm going to add um, Zonjik's website to my uh, my bookmark so I can I can just... Because I, I, I haven't seen a lot from this artist. I, I read Divas. I'm enjoying the first issue of this. I know that there's been work out there, but I just it's based on this. I probably if 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 I saw him at a convention, I you know see how much sketches are, and if you know if I could get a commission or something. It's it really is. There's and I, and it could be because it's I'm I'm going to say it's it's creator owned, but it's it's could be just that you know it's it's a labor of love and and. Mm-hmm. They, they they like the work they're doing here, and it's not you know it's not Photon and Hellcat and and uh, and Black yeah, Cat. exactly, so, exactly. You know. Cool. I think you like check it. it out. Yeah, big time. I can't wait. Definitely, for I, I agree. Yeah. Um, and this was one I was definitely on the fence about, but uh, the first issue definitely reeled me right in. So. And I real I don't even. I, it was probably the preview pages in previews that made me mm-hmm. go ahead and and pull the trigger on it when I was putting together my DC. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It for me it was the opposite. I ordered it. Uh, you, I do usually try, even though I, uh, I usually it doesn't take a lot for me to order the number, the first issue of an image uh, miniseries just to try it out. Uh, so I remember the description. I thought that sounds pretty cool, and I did not notice that Zanchik was the artist because I oh, do. Okay. If I had noticed, I probably would have waited on this wow. to see what it was like. So, uh, a, a happy mistake. Excellent. Sounds groovy. Yeah, Very definitely. Cool. There you go. Cool. Hey, let's talk about John Byrne. Chris, want to <laughs> say something Ooh. about John Byrne? Oh, I think I heard of him. Oh, it was a uh, yeah, little little John Byrne thing. You know, every creator of Puck. What about about every creator of Puck? About every about every two or three <laughs> months, John Byrne will do something on his forum that'll get you know people to burn robotics. Oh, John Byrne's being crazy again. Uh, I usually rely on Andy Parks to 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 link uh-huh. to his forum when he says something crazy. It's uh, Burn Robotics for those that don't know. Yes. Um yeah, and he yeah, he announced this week that he is no longer going to be um taking part in interviews. That uh he he feels that uh pretty much anybody can go to his forum and register and participate and if someone asks him a question he's really good about answering them there so he feels that you know anyone that that he you know wants to correspond with is is free to ask a question and he'll answer it so there's no reason to do interviews anymore and you know i the 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 knee jerk reaction of a lot of people is going to be, oh, there goes cranky old John Byrne again. And you know what? I, I think the guy has probably said everything there is to say at this point for the the the, the basic questions that, that people are going to ask him. And you know, I'm glad you qualified that because I was going to say it's, it's not like he's going to stop working. So no, yeah, no. if you want to, if, if you want to ask him, you know, why why did you have Sue miscarrier? You know, things like that. Then you know, or whose idea was it? With you know, you know what, thing yeah. in the bottom of the Hudson River. Those questions, yeah, I think we can move on past that. But yeah, yeah. you know, if if he's if he's doing an interview for a, a new Star Trek series or right. for Next Men, and 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 the interviewer 
deviates off and you know says so what's your relationship with peter david like these days <laughs> you know at, at at this point i think that's that's all been answered and uh you know i i had i'm 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 really lucky in that i've i've had on on two occasions to to interview the man and he's been one of the most gracious and friendly and open guests i've ever ever had on on around comics and and has been i mean really a model interviewee and so i've got maybe a little bit different view than than some people on it um you know but i'll tell you i i was um um i was doing a spotlight on frank miller with with sal for around comics and i i basically i emailed um creators and and especially creators that had worked with frank miller throughout his career and basically requesting it's like hey can i give you a you know a call record uh you know a little bit of an interview that we're going to use in a in a frank miller um spotlight and i emailed john byrne this is after we had had him on once before and he emails me back within minutes said yeah i'd love to talk about frank when when would you like to do it now in in comparison i i got in touch um with um whoever whoever handles uh david mazakelli's um pr stuff and got a very polite reply back from from david mazakelli that he feels like he has said everything there is to say on that era of his career and there are there are plenty of interviews with him on the record so he is polite you know politely declining um the interview and you know what you kind of have to when when someone feels like they've said what they need to say about stuff you, you kind of have to respect that they don't want to keep going over the same ground mm-hmm. so so that that's where i am on on burn saying that he doesn't want to do interviews anymore and it's not like he said he's not going to talk to anyone so if you want to ask well, him a question that's fine come to right. us that's the thing come to my house if you want right. to talk to me right. you yeah. can't i can't, you can't blame the guy no nope. no not at all and and it, people love to pile on john burn um it, it's it's just about as fashionable as piling on to early 90s image artists and early 90s you know the 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 speculator boom now it's become very fashionable to to pile on to john byrne i'm not saying the guy is an angel i'm not saying that everything that he says he should say okay huh. I, he he can't he can go off the rails but the guy is the guy is still one of the great not just artists he's one of the great creators in the history of this medium so i Very think true. he deserve, i think he deserves a little bit of fucking respect and and you you also i was just going to use that word you also got to respect the guy for not playing it safe this late in his career at this point john Byrne could do anything he wanted to do it, with regards to comics uh, where he's at in at IDW he could he could do a whole new superhero series whatever he could do science fiction anything the guy wants to do but what does he do he goes back to the well with next men and pushes an incredible amount of buttons with the second issue did did any of you read next men number 2 uh, i have yet. not have not read it yet jason you read it david no i, I haven't i haven't read the second oh, one oh okay i've read it 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he does not shy away from controversy. And Second issue that, was better than the first. I will say that. Yeah. I, I thought so too, and I really. Uh, uh, Contrast to you guys, I really enjoyed the first issue, but the yes, second, the second issue, he has um, the next men scattered among the time stream. Yeah, uh, and uh, it just so happens, and just so, and and it has would be scattered <laughs> in, in 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 eras and times that uh, would really. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I was against them. That's what I was going to say. Like Tony yeah, Murchison. Cool. Okay. Tony Murchison, who, if you don't read the book, she is a an African American. She's black woman. Yep. Yep. Very, she's a um, um, an agent of the uh, of the government, and she can really take care of herself. She knows how yep. to shoot. She knows how to fight. She knows how to get out of a bad situation. And what do you know? She gets transported to Civil War era America. Yeah. And, and runs across a bunch of Confederate soldiers who basically kick the shit out of her for being black. Well, yeah, because she's a runaway slave. And not and only do they run away slave at that. She, I mean, she she gets in her blows, but she decides she thinks that what they're doing is uh, what is that? Society for creative anachronism. She thinks they're doing a a, a uh, recon- uh, reconstruction, right? Yeah, of of, of uh, a, a famous a reenactment of a famous Civil War battle, or you know, these people who do this on the weekend. And she's like, "All right, guys, I'll play along." But when it gets kind of rough and they start really knocking her around, she fights back. And decides to to play it cool just to see what's going on and give and she she disarms a couple of soldiers and makes the mistake of giving back their rifle. Yeah. And one of them takes it and cold cocks her with it, hits her in the head with the butt of the rifle, knocks her out, and they tie her to a fence post, shred her clothing, cut her bra open, and proceed to whip the crap out of her. Really? Yeah. And uh, the one guy says, you know, I don't think this is too cool. Not because she's a human being and they're they're physically abusing her. She may be the property of somebody really rich. Oh no! And, and we don't we don't want to send oh, the wow. property back all yeah. beaten up. So so you better limit yourself on how many lashes you give her. Not <laughs> don't hit her. You better limit it. Like just teach her her lesson, then we'll send her back. And Nathan. Oh yeah, Nathan's get, the best one. Yeah, gets dropped into World War Two, and he's all shaggy and lice ridden and emaciated, and just looking like he's on death's door. And he runs across a group of American soldiers. Must be one of those escaped Nazi experiments. Who think he's an escaped concentration camp um, prisoner? Prisoner, and so they clean him up, and uh, the push comes to shove, and they get decimated by Germans, and the property is returned to its rightful owner. The the Nathan is brought brought back to a, a Nazi scientist who uh-huh. who admits that this is not his work, but whoever did this is really top notch, and and now uh, he is going to be studied by the by the Nazis. It's so. Is this again? I haven't read the issue, but is this Byrne trying to make analogies to times in the past where humans were treated as property, and and that the next men themselves, in fact, are in ways sort of property of the organization that they oh, work for? Oh, I didn't is get that. that. that it, 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 it could be. It could yeah. be, but it also could be further illustrating how the next men are manipulated and right, okay. I- in ways specific to each character. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, because it's, like Jasmine was... No, it's pretty was, good. I, it's been sitting on my stack because, as you know, I wasn't keen on that first yeah, issue, yeah. so no, uh, maybe I'll was, give it a read, though, yeah. yeah it was, oh, I thought I mean, it was good. 
the second issue also made me realize that if I want to read a feel-good comic book, there's always Daredevil. <laughs> oh wow! Well, it's it's yeah, it is it is wow. pretty pretty downtrodden. I mean, there's one panel uh, where the Confederate soldier's leaning over Tony, and he's like, "Oh man, she's fainted again." And the guy behind her is like, "Well, wake her up!" And you see her face, and she's she's out of it, and her mascara is streaming down her face just because she's probably biting her lip because she didn't want to cry out while they while they were beating her it's it's yeah like i said it burn does not yeah, no. and, and he does, does not flinch the, uh, he picks up the jack storyline from the end of the first issue where uh right where they're at the cemetery and it's the future and and we 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 get and, a page of that story continuing so um and jasmine I, is brought to what looks like a renaissance era maybe french french abode and they they call her uh the 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 wife of the house calls her a a common uh, whore and uh, i rescued the 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 man of the the house who's practicing his his fencing (laughs) that's what french french people do i guess uh you know and they have her all done up in the period costumes and she knows how to defend herself but um again uh, his name is the, thou mayest call me Edward. So it's either it's either England or France, I, I would assume. But it, r- really nicely done. Uh, I, I thought anyway. I think Burns, like we always say this, it's almost redundant at this point because it's obvious he still he still got it. You know. Oh yeah. He yeah. he's, he still has it, and uh, I'm I'm guessing Tony will be involved in some kind of underground railroad of some kind because that that's where it seems like that's where it's leading there they make a, a um an illusion during the graveyard sequence actually where um tony murchison turns into a great hero yeah. and and somehow thwarted the assassination attempt on president lincoln so things are going to dovetail and it'll all come together i i liked it a lot that's I, cool yeah very good it's grim it's gritty but it's it's burn and I like the way he's keeping the cover um, concepts uh, connected. Like with the first issue, we had the checkerboard with the characters. This issue, uh, there's a shattered uh, background, which looks like a little bit like uh, what was there is now in ruins. And then you have the characters standing in their period costumes. It's cool. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. So what else? Well. Keep this train some, rolling. There's been some discussion on the forums about... Um, a uh, a certain Marvel point one issue. Ooh. Oh uh, yeah! Oh, Iron did Man, you read right? it? I haven't read it yet. I did read it. Um, okay. I'm speaking about uh, Iron Invincible, the Invincible Iron Man five hundred point one. Okay. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because uh, I do want to try. I want to keep it positive, and I I don't want. I know there's a lot of negativity. <laughs> no, I I know there's a lot of negativity about this point one thing, and I'll be. I, Is look, there? I, 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 no, but in all seriousness, I I I don't. I'm not quite sure I, I, I put it this way. I don't think the idea was born out of a bad concept, which is create easier to determine jumping on points. I think that makes some sense. I don't know that the execution... Oh, that's what those things are? The, yeah, the, the, I don't know oh. that the execution uh, is all that well thought out. But but the point I, I said I, don't want to, I spent a lot of time on it is that there's been a lot of negativity about this particular point one issue. But I also feel like because of that, there's been sort of a... Uh, like a gavel dropping on the concept of point one, 
And like any comic, I think that you have to judge each on its own. And I also read Wolverine. No, no, Jason, we need to, (laughs) in broad strokes, we need to praise or condemn things. And that is broad strokes. I I should have known better. You know, I know you're being ironic, but you and I do that. Oh, of course we do. (laughs) <laughs> we are yeah, both very we guilty all, of doing that. We all that. have our moments where we do that. Some, moments, moments of clarity. Some, some more than moments others. Well, that's what so you me, like let, to call let, it. Let me get the Invincible Iron Man out of the way real quick, because I do want to talk about Wolverine 5.1, which I thought was an absolute treat. I, I adored the issue from start to finish. So, um, But Invincible Iron Man, okay, so um, I know David is... is uh, you wouldn't know it from our show, but David uh, has has read a lot of Invincible Iron Man lately, uh, as I heard yeah, on, on yeah. Mark Noise. Um, uh, the the I think it was Bob Retall that brought it up in the forum, and then a lot of people have chimed in. But he had some issues with it because, from his purview, um, this was not a great Invincible Iron Man five hundred point one was not at all a great jumping on point. Um, and the issue is uh basically Tony going to an AA meeting, and he is uh, talking at the AA meeting about what would seem to the listeners is a fairly mundane. Uh, pedestrian story. You know, I started drinking when I was a kid, wanted to be like my dad, help me get girls. Uh, you know, I had a lot of pressures in my work, you know, blah, blah, blah. And of course, in the context of that, it, it, if you're just hearing him say it in a meeting room, you'd think, okay, this guy's whatever, pretty typical story of an alcoholic, lots of troubles. But as, as Tony's up there telling the story, of course, you're, it's flashing too much of Tony's life as Iron Man from, when he was a kid, trying to you know be up looped to his dad, through when he became the Iron Man in the cave, to all the way through Civil War and all that stuff. So, so it's kind of a it is a little bit. It does serve as a a treatise of of Tony Stark and, and how he's gotten to where he is. Um, I, I it's very talky. Obviously, it's him talking at an A meeting. Um, I I think Laroca. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Laroca. Uh, he just uh, you, can, you can feel you can almost feel the heat from the DVD player on the freeze frame. Huh? Yeah, yeah, and and you know what it is? I'll tell you. Um, I can almost forgive the 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 photo reference. Like I can, I've gotten past the fact that that Tony Stark in LaRocca's book is is Sawyer. Like I've gotten past that. But what I have real trouble with, and this is like in the Greg Land territory, is. LaRocca can't always get screen captures of the actors he wants to draw, so he yeah, uses other actors to draw the same character. Yeah, so like, that's Tony false looks part. completely different, like on the same page awesome. three or four times. And and that is really off putting to my I, mind. I would love to get some of his Fantastic Four issues, corner yeah. him corner him at a convention and just smack him upside the head with what one happened? of them and say, Look at what you did. <laughs> on the Why? On the cover of this issue is is it's Iron Man and Tony and the Mandarin and yeah so it's a kind of a look in, into his his current cast of characters, dude. It's it's first of all the the guy who I'm going to assume is it, it's a it's a tall black gentleman with his arm behind a, a, a young Tony. It's it's Ernie Hudson. I mean it's it's <laughs> oh no oh, wow. Jesus. Here's the most egregious one though. Pepper in her rescue armor is fucking Linda Hamilton. Who, who, oh, who's wow. about, about fifty now? I mean, it's like, it's like she's like fifty, and she's, she's so hot though. So, so I don't, you know. So it's it's just rough. But but so I, I'll say this: I agree that this was not a well executed issue, and probably if if some 
passerby was familiar with the idea that point one was a jumping on point and just randomly picked this up as a result probably isn't going to hook them. Um, but I will say, though, that, that relative to a specific issue with the book, which is that during Tony's speech, he talks about how he started drinking and he realized that uh, – and this was when he was 15 – that if he if he got drunk with girls, that uh, it, got, it made it easier to hook up with them and that they would they would, he could touch them and they would touch him back. Now, uh, Bob and some of the other people in the forum took issue with this, that it implied that he was taking advantage of the girls sexually or even, I think, the word date rape was bandied about. I will honestly say, having read the issue tonight, uh, that I did not get that from this at all. Okay, I, I got from – I got the story of a dude who didn't have a lot of confidence in women – at 15, started drinking and realized, hey, if I drink and party with girls, inhibitions go down and I get laid. Now, again, uh, it's a little That's smart. That's how it works, right? Particularly when, yeah, a guy's in his 40s telling the story. But I got to be honest with you, uh, a, a, a preponderance of my female relations <laughs> from Dude. the time I was a teenager <laughs> until I was now with my now wife in college involved lots of drinking. It's just the tr- I mean, especially in college, that's that's the culture for a lot of kids in college. I mean, we drank a lot, I, and I'm not a po- I'm not not trying to glorify it or say that's the right way to be or whatever. But I also don't think it's abnormal for a lot of people. I, I you know, it's college is sort of a time of experimentation, and I got to be honest, uh, for me and for a lot of people, when you when you have some drinks in you when you're young and you don't really have game or self confidence that sort of thing. It, your inhibitions and it does for women too so i just took it to be like an honest assessment of what it would be like if you had a real bad drinking problem and you didn't i mean it would probably be to the extreme which is that you probably only hooked up when you were drinking so i didn't really get like any kind of date rapey thing in it but that's not what's scary is that is that marriage is also a lot like that yeah, I like to use DMT and crack. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 I'll, so that's that. But, but I got to say, David, did you read Wolverine five point one? I, I know you're kind of no, because I haven't been reading the new Wolverine series. Well, there's an interesting thing. I haven't cared for the first five issues of the series, um, which has been Wolverine in Hell. Um, hasn't done it for me. But, uh, but this issue is really a standalone issue. Um, Wolverine's been dating a chick on and off. A chick, listen to me. A woman on and off uh, <laughs> while now. Named Melita. She's a reporter. She's not a mutant. She's just normal. Normal. Woman. Is she? Is she a carryover from the first Jason era? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Same. Same. Same woman. Um, and this issue is just. It's set in a house that Logan owns in the deep Canadian outback. So, uh, you see this beautiful house in the middle of the uh, Canadian outback, uh, with just a bunch of like jets and Quinn jets and stuff parked in front of it, and it turns out that Melita's throwing, uh, Logan a birthday party. Um, and it was very evocative of one of those awesome issues of the Uncanny X-Men, like in between, you know, big arcs where they just be hanging out by the pool playing, you know, volleyball or just chilling. Baseball. baseball. Yeah, baseball. Um, and, and it was, it just was just really, I think it was Jason Aaron at its best, which is just writing smart dialogue. And it really shows you that he knows the characters. Art was by Hefty Pillow, which I've talked about before. He did the stuff. stuff. He did that, the Secret Invasion, uh, Black Panther stuff. Love his stuff. Um, anyway, it's, it's the, the premise is she's got this surprise party brewing. Logan's on his way home, but of course it wouldn't be Logan if he didn't, as he's on his way home, come across a abandoned tractor trailer 
So, you know, he gets out, he sees there's blood, goes out there, so he, he, he gets sidetracked. You know, it's like the classic play on, um, you know, the woman waiting for her man to get home from work and he ends up working late. And she, you know, she come, he comes home and the candles are half burnt out and she's fall, falling asleep. Logan goes off and he ends up getting into a skirmish because there's these two giant-looking Canadian rednecks that are cannibals. That have, that have been eating people, and they've been like turning, they've been like turning bones into like projectile weapons and stuff. It's just you know, just classic like off the wall deliverance to the nth power characters that Logan has to end up uh, fighting to try and save the the people that that they're about to eat. Um, which is sort of the aside to the fact that that's why he's not showing up to this party. And so you've got like the thing there, and he's like, uh, you know, when's the knucklehead getting here? And then you've got Luke, uh, Luke Cage. Uh, and Jessica show up, and it's just like they're kind of the um, they're kind of the the uh, the narrators of the story. They walk in, and he's just Luke's like, "Damn, I, I can't wow, look at this place! Uh, like, I can't believe it." And he's like, "Look at that steaks, beer, jukebox full of Rolling Stones." Really knows her, you know. And then he's like, "I'll give you five to one." He don't even show. And then Jessica's like, "Luke," and then you know he's like. Or, or maybe when he shows, you know, we'll all pop out and you'll surprise, and he's going to flip out and stab someone. And she's like, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, it, it's just, uh, it, it's just, the characterization is just awesome. And of course, Logan's doing this stuff, so he's not showing up and it's getting uncomfortable. And you've got like, you've got Luke standing next to Steve, who's in his super soldier, standing next to uh, Colossus. And Colossus is like, they're like, did he actually have to sh- be invited? And of course, it's Deadpool, and Deadpool's standing on top oh. of him. Singing karaoke, he's singing Sweet Caroline, and they're all like, "Who invited him?" And they're like, he, "No one invited him. He just showed up." And then Colossus is like, "Well, he did bring cheese dip," and, and it's awesome. And then the things like, "Yeah, but the cheese dip has bullets in it." It's just awesome. Like, yeah, like and then then Ben says, "Can I stay in this book? Because mine's going right in the shitter." Yeah, mine. Yeah. <laughs> Beast is there, and Beast is like. Scott couldn't even be bothered to leave his precious little island, I see. You know, and like Iceman's like, well, he politely declined. And then Beast is like, God, I don't miss that place at all. You know, it's just awesome. It's like the whole thing. And then they have all of the different women that Logan has banged, like, or, or has had uh, sort of quasi romantic relationships. He's got a Waro and Jubilee and Miss Marvel and Rogue and Spider Woman. And they're all standing there together in a group just looking at Melita with catty things. And they're just like, damn. they're like, you don't think she has any idea what she's getting herself into? Nope, no, uh uh-uh, uh, not a damn clue. You know, um, <laughs> they're all wondering how long it's going to be until Creed kills her. <laughs> yes. But, and they, then they cut back to Avengers Mansion and you hear hello. And then it opens up and it's Spidey. And he's walking around going, guys? Oh, shit. That's funny. Poor Peter. It's just, it's so good, you know, and, uh, it, it was just like, it's just so really well done. And then finally, uh, of course, it, this goes on, and then, like any of these stories, he ends up being so late, they all have to go, um, you know, they all leave, and of course, Logan comes back right as the, she's cleaning up for the party, and, um... And he's like, what's going on? And she's like, I threw your birthday party or whatever. And he's like, well, it's not my birthday. And she's like, well, no, it's it's not the birthday you celebrate. It's your real birthday. She's like, it's James Howlett's birthday. I, I, I looked it up on your birth records. And he was oh, like, shit. so, of course, at first it seems like he's going to be really pissed. But then he loves that she took the time to do that. And it just was really, really, like, well done and just gets to the heart of, 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 of the character. and really makes Melita an interesting person. It really makes her seem like she's, 
really cares for Logan. It just uh, it just yeah, was a, cool. a lot of fun and just all the the little anecdotes and and uh, the humor. It was just I really again I think it's Jason Aaron at his best. And uh, um, I, again, does it is it a great jumping on point or not? I don't know because it's kind of a one off and it I think it it actually resonates with me a lot more because. I know Logan because I know these characters' history with him. So again, I don't know if it serves the purpose of a jumping on point per se. But goddamn, as a standalone, like a one shot, if you like the character, it, it's okay. awesome. It's really, oh really well done. What so. you should do in preparation for next year's eleven o'clockers, or if we do decide to do the the uh, three or four times a year, you should write this down because you're going to forget it. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, we all is, do. Is issue six? the start of a new arc or is it is first? yes okay fact, good all right in in the last page of this 5.1 um some other characters show up at the at the door ready to rumble and it presumably is leading into the next arc i, That's I cool. assume okay. yeah so nice. see I'd, I'd 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 read this guy's comics and not so much his online articles That's cool. yes <laughs> yes <laughs> david for truth yep as opposed to john Byrne. right Hello, it's Jason Newcomb in uh, Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. I'm not going to give you my postal code or my social insurance number. That's uh, that's all you get. Anyway, you might detect a faint accent because I'm actually French Canadian. I'm 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 Acadian, Francais. Anyway, I was calling to. Uh, First of all, make an idiot out of myself, and second of all, to talk about my uh, my fa- new favorite book uh, that came out actually this week, uh, Twilight Guardian, number one of four. It's uh, a long time coming. It won the Top Cow pilot season in 2008, and uh, it's this Troy Hickman guy is kind of a kind of a fresh fresh voice in superhero comics uh, I think uh, it, you should uh, maybe just uh, take a look, check it out uh, it's about uh, a possibly mentally ill uh, woman uh, an attractive one at that who um, who decides, uh, who feels compelled compelled I'm French who feels compelled to uh, exact her her own kind of justice on the world, which is basically just patrol her suburban neighborhood where absolutely nothing happens and there's no crime to stop. But uh, it's it's a really interesting character study. Uh, uh, one of the most interesting and kindest uh, explorations of uh, a burdened psyche. And uh, in the last issue, we really learned about uh, this woman's past and uh, what makes her what makes her troubled and uh, what is at the root of her issues. Anyway, uh, he's he's written Common Grounds before, uh, and he, uh, it's for Taupkow, which was a really great anthology. I think you should uh, take a look if you take a look at that if you like. If you're a fan of the Golden Age and Silver Age comics because he obviously um is influenced a lot by that and has it has that that exuberance and that uh, I don't know if that's the right word I'm trying to say but it it has a a, a joy and a and a humanity to it that I think uh, you might actually enjoy anyway just wanted to say that that's my favorite book right now 
and uh, I'm a big fan and enjoy the show. Uh, looking forward to hearing what uh, Jason Wood has to say about the whole wizard thing and uh, what you guys uh, are looking forward to hearing more of you guys uh, saying Tom Brevoort, Tom Brevoort is a dick. So uh, talk to you then. I'm, I'm an idiot. The yep. uh, but but no, as as Wood was alluding to, it's um, I am probably an issue or two away from finishing the Invincible Iron Man, not an omnibus uh, that collects the first nineteen issues of Fraction and LaRocca's Invincible Iron Man, and um, I I'm interested in continuing this storyline because as of right now, um, I'm only up to the part where. Uh, well, first of all, it was awesome seeing the old John Romita Jr. Bob Layton armor that uh, that that was last seen pretty much when Rhodey was Iron Man, and then and then he had the the white, gold, and and red armor that I really wasn't a fan of. So it was cool seeing oh, that armor. The which one? The white, so gold, not the yeah. serene armor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's you know so so Tony is of course losing his mind and and purposely and and I is is so from what I gathered from that thread about the five hundred point one issue with him going to this meeting and and um, going through past memories is he is he regaining his memory is is that still I mean is that a big part of for, for anybody who's been continuing the the, the storyline is that well, how how far did you get in the omnibus. I, I'm I'm pr- the first 19 issues I read. I think I'm probably up to issue 16 or 17. I'm I'm just about done with it. So is disassembled in there? This is this or whatever they called that thing with the unified cover. Yeah, it was called Stark disassembled. Disassembled. Yeah, I know it was most wanted because Osborne is in charge of everything right now. So I mean, it's still during the the dark rain days. Okay. So oh, prob- so disassembled. If it, that's not in there, there's a yeah something yeah. happens Assemble, during that. Started with like 20 or 21. Okay. Right. Right. It's America's America's Most Wanted. That is that that that's probably the arc I'm just about finishing. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's you're missing he, a piece. It's where, yeah, it's where he has to um, intentionally get stupid. Yeah. I mean, you're reading the stuff that basically got Fraction the Eisner. I mean, that was the yes. The arc yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Still, I'll tell uh, you. I, still, I, I still think that they should look at both both parts of the comic book whenever they do that. It's funny because, you know, I was just going to say, Fraction, uh, for as great as his art- artists have been on his creator-owned stuff, uh, yeah. he has been saddled with some, uh, and I guess they must be in high demand because they're on big books, right? I mean, Iron Man's a big seller now, and it's a yeah. big book, and Uncanny's a big book, but yet... I will, I, I will give LaRocca credit for knowing how to lay out Use a page. Knowing, knowing, well, yes, but knowing how to lay out a page, know how to move a story along. He's not getting he's not doing anything creative or, or, or busting around, rearranging panels and trying new things. Yeah, with, but it, but it I mean yes, it's the so art, cold, it's those though. panels. Yes, you're absolutely right. And and there are even if the colors were kind of even even if the colors were good, the line work is still detracting from that. Yeah. And Who did the color did Dean White do those colors or was it I don't know if it was white or Matt Dormata, because the book's downstairs. I don't have it. Okay, but no, I said yeah, I, I mean, read Dormata's the. This is doing the colors right now. I don't know if he's done them for the whole run or not. Okay, okay. 
I read the disassembled thing, and I got to say, it was a good story. I mean, I bought right. Iron Man. You know, it was a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, it was a rough, rough tread through those five. Just well, visually, and, and to be honest, very unappealing. You especially. I mean, you're so much in art. I mean, if you have a balancing scale, you're so about yeah, the visual. I know. Yeah, that, you're right. No, I'm just saying. Like, so I could totally get what you're saying. I mean, the the. the in fact, I'm I'm su- pleasantly surprised you. Well, I don't know. He gave Higgins a pass on some. Pretty sketchy story storytelling. Oh, and no, what I'm saying is, you know, you're nuts, man. The visual aesthetic for Vince, if it's not there, it usually turns him completely off of a book. So the yeah. fact that you were able to appreciate that it was a good story in spite oh, of Oh, hell yeah. Vince, I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. It was like a psychodrama. I mean, you had all these things yeah. from Stark's past impacting his present and going, you know, digging in the sand. That was a pretty powerful scene where he's digging in the sand to get the chest plate armor. It's like, whoa, that's that's high concept. I like that a lot, but. I don't know. Visually, it was like, man, this is rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and again, um, I mean, it. I hate even to say it because I we don't know the specifics. But Laroca, god damn, at one time he was untouchable. Yeah, yeah. You know what's just funny about this too? We often joke and lament about how people don't stay on books for long runs anymore. But yeah, I was long run. Right. I mean, it's <laughs> this book like a champ. I mean, it's, like, it's like, dude, the bus. You're missing the bus. Go been consistent but it's like it's he's been consistent as far as the issues that have been out per year but as as, as the art being consistent it's that's really something i can't say. but but, yeah. but see iron man is a tough hole to plug because you need a guy who can pull off the tech as well as the organics You're because right. there's uh, the book is very tech heavy so what do you do do you get a guy like layton who's who's good with the the you know sort of good with the tech but better with with the the organics, or do you get a guy like I don't know? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, my my my, my favorite, right? My favorite yeah. Iron Man artist of the last decade, if not ever. And I mean, Leighton, Leighton, you know, kind of owned the character for a long time, but yeah, fucking Fraser Irving just ripped that book up, and I loved every second of it. Right, it was good. You know who really surprised me, and it wasn't necessarily. He necessary. says and moves on. No, it was. I'm, I'm just, I'm just adding to the conversation, or, or trying to. The guy that really surprised me, and it wasn't on an Iron Man title per se, but it was in the Iron Man universe, was uh, Leonardo Manco on uh, that War Machine. Oh, War Machine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, that was really tech heavy, but yeah. you know Manco, he could draw. The the human anatomy really well, and I've he doesn't really had much of one left. But yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you did. Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> you it's did. True though. Come on, my life. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like you you you're you're poking the quadriplegic. Come on, it's not nice. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. Yeah, Why do you just name him Bob? Name him Bob. Space and shit. Yeah. Was yeah. I loved uh, I loved Eric Canetti's Iron Man. Oh, yeah, was, that yeah. was good. Oh, yeah, was, was brilliant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that was in a more awesome. D- you know, it was go- it was really good. But that was more like a Marcos Martin kind of Darwin Cook take on Iron Man, which was great. Oh, I thought it was, it was wonderful. Was an, it was an Eric Kennedy take. But it was, it was no, but I'm saying it, it was it was it was not cartoony, but it was very brush driven. Which right. is nice. You don't really usually right. see that in Iron Man. Beautiful and dynamic, and yeah, oh, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying yeah. it's not something you would normally associate with an Iron Man miniseries, right. where it's no, more no, hard edge. No. Now you need a blockbuster account. 
<laughs> they still sell those? Don't even let me. Don't even get me started on that, dude. It's like our our local Borders is still pushing the uh, the gold. Oh, those premiums. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like it's we, open. Uh, it's open. Yeah. Oh, ours. Yeah, ours does really well. God, can we we, we close like eight of them. Why why the studios are are joining with this fucking dinosaur of a model with Blockbuster when they have people that want to see their movies on Netflix and Redbox? Honest to God, I don't get it. I don't get it. It, it, it baffles me. Well, I got something yeah. that'll baffle you even more, David. Yeah, what? This is just for you. I was so happy to find these today. <laughs> I was I was in the shop and they had a five for or a, a dollar box. And you know, oh, I'm, I saw I'm, the thread. I know. Yeah, I'm not one to shy away from cheap comics that I want. No, you know? no. So I'm looking through the book, uh, the uh, box, and I I found I found six issues of Curse of the Spawn. I'm six uh-huh. notches closer to a comprehensive Spawn collection. And guess who penciled? How much did he give you for taking them off his hands? Shut up, David. <laughs> and um, that's not even. That's not even. No. And and uh, two of the issues were penciled in a style not too far removed from maybe uh, like a Brian Turner. Or I'm sorry, Dwayne Turner, Ooh. maybe by way of Danny Mickey, or even very almost Angel Medina esque in some spots, and we this is not a style we normally associate with this guy who is more known for his painterly, like a digital painterly approach to comic book uh, art, and it's Clayton Crane. And I said, I said, I must. Well, I, I would, really? I would have bought them. I would wow. have bought them re- regardless. But Clayton Crane penciled the last two issues of Curse of the Spawn, which is twenty-eight and twenty-nine. Twenty-nine issues seems to be the shelf life for a non-spawn, spawn tie-in book because, like, Dark Ages lasted twenty-eight, twenty-nine issues. Sam and Switch, around there, well, around there. Yeah. That, how many, how many series has Sam and Switch had? They, had the uh, they keep kicking out the stupid miniseries, which okay. are not really good. Uh, that was the, no the good. Main, I, yeah. No, I told you. The writer? Oh, yeah. it's horrible. It's like, why would you put digital text over a background? A white digital text. You can't read it. I know. But anyway. I, I liked um, Bendis' Sam and Twitch. Yeah. It was pretty oh, good. Yeah. And, and I, I'm trying to get the entire Bend- uh, Sam and Twitch run uh regardless of the fact that Alex Maleev did the last chunk. I'm not a fan. But anyway, no, not really. really? No, no. Really it's like that that, that recent announcement, like Bendis and Maleev on Moon Knight. It's no. like, why don't you just make the book about the effects of cancer on puppies? Because <laughs> oh, that's about... <laughs> a lot of people like the Bendis Maleev combo, bro. That's great, and yeah, and the Moon Knight. I just don't get it. Whether or not you know people are buying it, for, although I do buy Spider. I'm not sure that that meant Maliev had to make Namor look like Bendis in that. Or Alistair Crowley, but, dude. Not to, no. not to get off, but I just want to say, you, you know what, artists, dude? Because I think a lot of times we imprint with the first artist that we read of a character. You know, often, mm-hmm. uh, you know who deserves props, and, and I have no idea what what happened to him. Uh, Luke McDonald. Mm-hmm. I love McDonald. Yeah, but he yes. was I mean that he was the first Iron Man artist I remember. Oh really? Okay. So yeah. you were so like so early eighties. Okay. Early eighties, yeah. yeah. Uh, how about let's, Who? Oh did he? See he I didn't did, I wasn't reading DC he back did, then. He did the end of Justice League when it was uh 
the the end right before it became Justice League America and International. He, oh, okay. He, oh, he right, right. Killed Gypsy and and vibe and everybody else. That was he was oh, okay. not that. And vibe. Yeah, right I gotta say, so I, he did I, us a favor. I, he, he killed vibe. So has he kind of stopped? <laughs> has he not really worked in a long time? Because I haven't heard his name in ages. But, but he's like he's like Ron Wilson and Mark Bright. These are just these are artists that I don't see much from these days. Keith Pollard, yeah, Gamble, people like that. Yeah, I may remember his stuff more fondly than it because I haven't gone back and looked at it in a long, long time. So maybe I'm just remembering. Oh, Suicide Squad too. He did the first few. He did oh yeah, definitely that. Stuff. I know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I really enjoyed his Iron Man stuff. Oh, I thought yeah. it was tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. David Kerry Gamble spearheading that Monsterverse stuff that's that I talked right. about. That's yeah, right. yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember, you. yeah, because I was all giddy because his name was mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But this issue's raw, David. You got to see it. It is very well done. I love it. Um, I guess there's this psychologist uh, who has a you know high-profile psychologist, psychotherapist, has his own radio call-in show, like like kind of like Frasier, but uh, he moonlights as a serial killer. <laughs> and the, 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 he's called the headsman. But if that wasn't interesting enough, he keeps trophies from his victims in a, like a storage, uh, locker. And when he goes into commune with the body parts of his victims, he's also a crossdresser. He looks oh, like Barry Barry Bostwick in uh, oh, uh Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, He's got the, go. the corset nice. and the the le- but I mean so picture Clayton Crane drawing a middle-aged man with a head in a glass jar, lipstick, a corset, a g-string and nylons. It's awesome in other words. <laughs> it's very cool. And then the the quote hero of the piece is uh Suture comes back. You remember Suture, right? Do you did you ever read um Curse of the Spawn at all? No, I did not know, sir. Well, okay, so she, I mean, she's a a killer of killers. She's like a vengeance-driven writer of wrongs. But okay. her body, her body she's like was Spectre. Yes, but she's her body was ripped apart, literally, and stitched back together. Hence the name Suture, mm-hmm. and and she's very '90s bad girl. You know, her body, her her costume consists of nothing more than, you know, wraps around the the naughty bits and very little else. So Clayton Crane draws that. These are I don't understand why Spawn gets such a bad rap. Any Spawn book. <laughs> it's, it's so goddamn good. It's awesome that you enjoy, man. Someone said on the forum, I love it when my it, friends... Re- no, but if re- nothing else, the fact, it's, it's existed all this time, right? I mean, that's... that's I know. Just, it's true. It's very true. And while we're praising artists, I just want to say this. Uh, after coming back from the comic shop today, if I had the ability to draw like Bill Reinhold, I would wake up with a smile on my face every morning. <laughs> that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. The Magnus Robot Fighter? Oh, my God. Yeah, I think he's helped out with by Mike Manley this time. Yeah. Oh, really? Make sure. uh, yeah, a, Bill Reinhold with Mike Manley. I don't know there, if Manley's inking. It looks like Manley's uh, technique on the ink. He, did he work on Legends of the Dark Knight? I'm Oh, he must he did, have. He everybody had, did, everybody did, yeah. Lacey, Gil Kane, everybody worked on Legends. There, there, yeah, there's a, uh, well, there was an art show um, here a month or so back, and uh, and and he had some he had some art at the show with a bunch of other artists, and there was a Batman page, and I'm pretty sure it was from Legends of the Dark Knight, and I'm like, you know what? I may have to work my way over to Bill's table over at C2E2 and see if he nice. wants to sell that page. Mm-hmm. See those, see those, and, uh, and there's a there's a Hillary Barda uh, goon 
page that um that that Ooh. I was I was eyeing as well, which is pretty awesome. So so are we are we gonna are we gonna team up on uh, on some more books here? Yes, we are. I'm glad you yes, mentioned sure. that because uh, uh, pre-show David and I settled on one, and we mentioned this earlier this week on the forum because DC is reprinting this, so oh, it would DC. be a it would be a, a great opportunity for you to jump on board this train because it is a very worthwhile ride. Uh, it was written by J.M. Dimitis. And penciled and and uh, the artist I don't know about the complete artist is um uh, a man who yep. left us far too soon, yep. uh, Mr. Seth Fisher, and it's mm. uh, Green Lantern. Uh, David's no stranger to that character. Will World, really, oh. really good one shot uh, graphic novel. So we're gonna do that yeah. next week. Cool, Chris. I I I have the perfect thing for us to do. You, you okay? No, no, I I have, I have, I had one picked out. I think uh, when I tell you what I want us to do, you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna trump what you have picked out. All right, uh, all right, ready? Boy. Lay it on me. I think we should do the first Alien Legion omnibus. Ooh, oh, man. nice! <laughs> it's a, it's a series you love. You sent me Everyone the entire series. I'm clapping. So, I know. So I either that or you're well doing something else. Oh, it's going to be a three-hour episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't forget, David and I both love Alien Legion, too. Have, 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 you, have you jumped into it yet, Jason? Uh, yeah, I started reading it this week. I it's awesome, it. isn't it? I, I need, I need it's good so far, yeah. I'm going to that in Chicago. It's, you know, it's one of those books where if someone sat you down and said, pick, uh, pick your favorite character out of these you know, whatever, what would the first one last 12, the second run lasted 12, something like that. Mm-hmm. Out of these 24 or 28 issues, pick your favorite character. You'd be hard-pressed to do it. It's Sarah incredibly Gar- difficult. Grimrod, but... No, no, oh. no, no. no. I, I was always a Saragar fan. Oh, okay. Miko, come on! No, Miko's, Miko's great, but I was always, I, I always really like Saragar. And, uh, but what I'm trying to say is, or get, the point I'm trying to make is, oh, it's a great the cast. There, there, yeah. there's, there's such well rendered, rendered characters. Oh, Tori, it's, Mon- it's, Tori Montrock. Yeah. And, and, you know, Grimrod, uh, the, the pro, what happened with that book, and we'll talk about it more next week, but w- the, the, the curse of that book is, was the 90s. It was such, a great mid and late 1980s series and as soon as as it got extreme mm-hmm. it lost all of its soul well let's and not uh true spend true. too much time talking about it yeah, we'll yeah we, we will yes. we will talk next week because it got, is you got to give a massive tip of the hat to frank's uh sirocco for that book yeah absolutely yeah of course yeah mm-hmm. yep yep we'll go more next week i'm all so right. i'm i'm giddy I'm giddy. Nice. Oh no! He... I wanted to make Chris giddy. I'm giddy. Nice. That's yeah. It, it, <laughs> well, it is a great book. I you know I usually like to belly. I gotta make him giddy. Man, I like the bus Chris Chris's balls about the stuff he reads, but it's pretty Alien Legion. You, you can't bust his ass for that. That's pretty it's, much man, an it, impenetrable it is, that, shit. That is that is that is that is comic book macaroni and cheese for me. That is that is like ultimate <laughs> comfort food. It's and, true. Oh, uh, 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 so, somebody's so. balls from their reading is just so wrong. You don't know what you do that. Oh, don't be so level headed. Oh, you're <laughs> crackly, Vince. Now, now Jason, Jason, you're not gonna. You, it, it's. I know you've got problem with like you know, like fat and that kind of stuff. You're not. You're not gonna turn up your nose at the pork belly, are you? 
Uh, I have never eaten pork belly, so I, I oh, oh I dude, you're in for you're in for a treat. Now, it's it, like, but, uh, it, <laughs> is it like meaty or is it like gelatinously fatty? No, no, it's 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 um, think of it as insanely thick bacon. Oh, but bacon's fatty though. <laughs> Can it you're be gonna love it. No, see, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, to, I'm gonna have to investigate this, but no, I'm. I'm. It, it's. Gonna, <laughs> I don't know. It's. It, it's, we'll it's, see. Gonna, it's gonna be. It's gonna be brave. So don't. Don't worry. It's. You'll. You'll. It, it's melt. It, it, it is melt in your mouth. Awesome. How would Fabio? That's what make? people always say about fat, though. <laughs> sure they do. Yeah. Like foodies are always like, oh, the fat just melts in your on your tongue. And I'm like, yeah, because it's fucking no, fat. That's melted away. But I've always been curious to try pork belly specifically, mm-hmm. though, because I've heard if it's done well, it's really good. So I'm not yeah. like cringing, but I'm just saying, like, it'll. I know you're going to have more protein. protein. I may yeah. need the other. <laughs> oh no, no. The, yeah. This is it's the appetizer course. Oh, so. per, uh, that's all good then, dude. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And it's right just now, gonna... by the way, right now Sal is listening. Wanting to punch me in the face, he's disgusted. <laughs> he's so upset at my picking. Yeah, you know we're gonna we're gonna be eating steaks, and I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, that I'm gonna do like southern style greens with um with seared sea scallops for you. Oh, so good, love it. All right, all right, all right. That, that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna do for you then. And and yeah, yeah. And David's good with steak, right? I'm awesome with steak. All right, and Vince will be in Pennsylvania. We'll have a doggy bag for you, yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Throw the WAPA doggy bag. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up and feed him. <laughs> Am I good? Yes. Yeah, you know, Jason. In all honesty, and uh, I'm sure you—you've eaten prime rib, right? Uh, I have. Yes. What is the best part of the prime rib? Uh, when it's taken away from the waiter. <laughs> No, the move f- on to the dessert course. The, <laughs> the fat, the fat is the best part of the prime rib. Prime rib fat is delicious. Nah, dude, I hate prime rib for that for that reason. It's 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 red and it's fatty. I can't deal with it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, honestly, the only steak I genuinely enjoy is a fillet because it's not fatty. Yeah, it's, at all. It's, it's, it's so lean. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, it's what, just like Jason. Yeah, we we were Sal and I were talking about that. Well, you know, does he like you know fillets? I'm like, you know <laughs> yeah. what? I'm we're we're. I don't want to waste it on him. So, you know, if we can make something else that, 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 That's that, nice. that you will like more. He's trying to seduce you. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been too worried about fat content recently. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, this episode of 11 O'Clock Culinary... Uh, has been brought yes. to you by. Yeah, I love it. I got. I gotta. I gotta go. You know, watch Top Chef here in, oh, in a minute. I know. Discount comic book service DCBService.com, where you can get a plethora of comic styled periodicals for pennies on the dollar. You get the Boom Planet of the Apes number one, written by Daryl Gregory and drawn by Charlemagne. Forty five percent off the three ninety nine cover. $2.19 it will cost you. Don't forget about Herc number one, $1.99. Batwoman number one for 74 cents. And Super Dinosaur. Yay! From Image yeah. Skybound. Big special discount on that. Half off. $1.49. And Bump Fist with their digital arm. And MyDigitalComics.com, I'm trying, where you can get Duncan the Weather Dog and other comics at a fraction of their real world cover price. And. Where can they see some of the people who uh, operate discount comic book service and in stock trades and and uh, mydigitalcomics.com? Where can they see these people? 
they can go to c2e2.com. Yeah, yeah it's, it's coming up in, in March. You just heard us talking about uh, the dinner I'm trying to put together for these, these schmoes. Um, we will I, be... Uh, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I cannot wait to throw back some drinks with our uh, lovely patrons. It's yeah. going to be awesome. It's going to be a great time. It's it's March eighteenth uh, through the twentieth. Go to c two e two dot com. If you buy your tickets before March fourteenth, you get the whole weekend for fifty bucks. And uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, the Midwest premiere uh, comic and entertainment expo. So uh, come on out to uh, to my friendly windy city, and uh, and we'll have a great time. I'm I'm giddy about it. You know, it's my hometown show, so it's. Uh, uh, something I look forward to now. It's the the second year, so I I, I can't. I, I'm literally to the counting down days point. Me too. I could use the use yep. the break too, man. Yeah, oh boy, you're yep. not kidding. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And in your travels, two things. I'm gonna oh, cheat. No, oh. well, oh, one of them is he's Bogarting again. No, guys. one of them is for a friend. You'll say that was a worthy oh, addition okay. to. Right. Come uh. on. Uh, number one, and in all honesty, I know the guys are going to smack my ass for bringing this up. I really don't care. It's it's published, uh, in reality, it's published by Avatar. Uh, but this, this publishing company is a division of Avatar. It's boundless. Go pick up Brian Polito, Mike Wolfer, and Marcello Mueller's Lady Death. Because I got to say, and I know this as far as Jason goes and others who consume a lot of avatar books this isn't a compliment maybe but i gotta say it is by far the best looking avatar book i've ever seen uh marcello marcello uh, is amazing uh lady death it looks great it reads it's a lot of fun really go pick up lady death you will not be disappointed it's it's really really good comics number two i I, I really like this guy's work, and I have to admit, and I think he knows this, I don't buy a lot of his stuff because he chooses to work for DC. Oh, I know what you're talking and, about. And in, a, in an area of DC that I'm really not all that hot on, and that's the, uh, well, sort of the tie-in books. Like uh, he did the Billy Batson and the, the Magic of Shazam. He's doing uh, the Young Justice thing now. Oh. But but I, I really like his work. I like it a lot. I have the curse and the other curse and, and a lot of his things. I have an original page from the guy from, from when he was doing Spider-Man Adventures. I have a Man-Thing page that Dave Wachter got for me. Bless his crotchety soul. But you, you, you need, you really, really need to, to go and, and, and make an effort to visit battlepug.com every week because yes. if the first well installment, done, if the first installment is any indication, this is going to be Mike's, uh, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike Norton's Oz because it's fantastic. Nice. It's, it's, it's cute. It's, it's, expansive it's well rendered and it's sexy little tiny little little tiny um not even a gesture drawing but a a a, a beautiful drawing of a woman on a bed and it's small too on the page away. exactly yeah. too far away i was yeah. like damn that is hot and it's like yeah. so small mike norton's battle pug oh my god i love the guy but it's like a tough love yeah. I, I love him. I hate him because he's so goddamn good and pro- prolific. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm but, buying him just Mike. But but you know what, Vince? What? It, because of Mike Norton and Sean McKeever, I'm going to be buying a Fear Itself tie-in. 
Look at you, yeah. Mr. Big Pants. Oh, really? Which is that? It is the one, uh, see, I wish I knew the name of it. Young something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because gravity's in it, but Sean is writing it, and Mike is drawing it. Yeah. yeah. But oh, I, I like cool. Mike Norton stuff. I really do. I wish he just, wait, I mean, wait, the, wait. Guy, the guy's got to eat. Wait, so Mike's drawing a Marvel his, book? His, his exclusives. And yeah, his exclusives. Oh, up. Yeah. sweet. So, okay. Yeah, so he, so he and Sean are, are, are back at Marvel. I'm back to gravity. Yep, doing a gravity oh, story. Oh, nice. I did not know that. So, so wait, he, But he's going to continue with Young Justice or no? Yes. 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 Okay. So okay. you guys yeah. all co-sign on the battle pug. I'm not definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm wait, not oh, crazy. By the way, Vince, you should say because I I think a lot of people that do know Mike know that he has done largely been known I think for um, all ages and and relatively right, right. PG stuff at DC. But uh, battle pug uh, is uh, is R rated. Uh, F bombs and adult themes. It's oh, know, will it's, it be excellent? Okay, cool. Yeah, well, the, I, I assume the, the curse is. Yeah. Well, the curse. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, maybe not. I just, I mean, I assumed he wouldn't change his tone from. Well, judging from the woman uh, yeah, laying on the bed, it's, far away, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It, if it's not R, it's going to at least be PG thirteen. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I think uh, uh, we're going to have Mike on AC next week, and we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth at that point. What's so. that around cuisine? Uh, that- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I did. It, it could be it could be around anything these days. So you never know. <laughs> um, it, uh, <laughs> a new podcast around Jason's balls. <laughs> uh, you know it's travels, well trimmed. You can uh, maybe uh, maybe go- shorn. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day, dude. Shorn. God. <laughs> yeah, you know that right, shorn. Once a year on February 13, Jason shaves his ball. No, shorn <laughs> is one of those words like tantamount. As soon as someone uses it, you want to smack him upside the head like tantamount. <laughs> dude, I have to say, I'm guilty of saying of using a lot of those words. In aggregate, yeah, you are. <laughs> hey, I haven't used circular or uh, secular. C- cyclical. Cyclical. You're not or, death. Or apocalyptic. Speaking of aggregate, we haven't heard from our buddy Whitehead in a while. <laughs> yes, we did last week, dude. You're not listening? Oh, I haven't listened to last week's episode. Yeah, he was on. He called you out, too. He did? Yep. What did he called, say? He called you out because you won't friend him on Facebook. You think he's a stalker? Oh, he, he did not. Really. Yes, he did. <laughs> Oh, nice. That's funny. <laughs> he seems right. to have really calmed down a lot, which uh, suits him. Because uh, his, his, message, his message last week was, was very well thought out. There you go. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just fun to mess with people. It is. Um, like Alan. Alan said brill today to me. He, actually, he was complimenting somebody for busting my balls. And, and he said, that's brill. Another one of those words. I'm going to smack you, brill. Is there brill. anyone on our forums with more positive energy though when he chimes into a oh yeah it's true alan. oh and if you like, we didn't we didn't push the forum if you'd like to visit alan in our forum uh bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum go there sorry jason or if you want to be like whitehead two zero six three one two five two three nine what was that two zero six three one two five two three nine thank you very much christopher no, Jason, um, you didn't finish. You were saying if there's anyone that's incredibly no, positive. No, I, would, I did finish it. I just because mm, okay. I interrupted you. Positivity. He does, and the very uncomfortable man love, quasi man love. Yeah, no, it's, it's comfortable. <laughs> it is comfortable. Uh, like a problem. Yeah, but there's no finish. It's like a sequined Michael Jackson glove. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! For finish. Oh damn! Damn, Chris. Sorry. Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is like, are you done? Are you done? 
can I fucking talk now? <laughs> there you go. Please, please, we'd like nothing more. Um, uh, there's oh, a, a bunch of things I'd talk about, but um, you can uh, walk down uh, memory lane with me and uh, start at the beginning of the BPRD with this awesome hardcover that just came out the uh um the bprd play your, yeah play you, your frogs that's at right after you bought all the trades right christopher you suggested uh that we instead of pairing up on a book we should all do a book of the month all yeah. four of us i think that's the one we should do should we do that for our book of the month i think so i have it you have right, it so wait, so what what book do i have to buy now uh, well, you, you don't is, have to it is the it is the BPRD, Play Your Frogs. It just came out. Um, let me grab my copy here. It just came out uh, last month, obviously, from Dark Horse. It was uh, thirty four ninety nine. Um, I got it for, for much less than that from Half. Uh, from DCBS. Uh, I know their their sister site, uh, In Stock Trades, will probably have it for um, at least 30, 35% off, I would say. Um but it collects the first, God, how many issues of BPRD? It's the first three trades, I think. No, first two trades and the one-shots, right? And, yeah, and all well, of I have the first mini, because that, uh, that had Monkey Man and O'Brien in it, right? So I, d I definitely have the first mini. Mm. The, the, this hardcover is fantastic. It's got great extras and sketches and and all sorts of all sorts of, of great stuff. So yeah, you know, how about how about we do that for our, our first inaugural um, book of the month club? And and we'll um, Jason, we were kind of talking about this. We're really enjoying the pairing up of of books where you know one of us picks a book for one of the other one of the other guys and we kind of round robin through there um but we're thinking with um you know each each fourth week instead of a pair up we do uh, a book for the month yeah make it clap all right there you go okay well um sometime in in march we'll talk about uh bprd plague of frogs sweet excellent yep, yep. Cool. cool david uh, there was something that I retweeted uh, the end, I think, of last week or beginning of this week, and Jim Nelson was kind enough to link it on our forum. And using this site, the illustratedsection.com, uh, I downloaded a bunch of, um, of freebies, one of which is a book that I'm currently reading called Sea Monster, which you can download the PDF for free. It's a 133-page graphic novel. What? Uh, yes. Unheard the of. Section.com. I didn't I'm even hear it. Site now. Uh, sea Monster is the name of the book. I couldn't hear it. It was unheard of. <laughs> nice. uh, well played. Uh, this the illustrated section is a website uh, brought to you by Danny Jones. She is an illustrator. Uh, wonderful illustrator, but. The illustrated section will let you um, – you can get – go get them funnies by our buddy Kyle Latino. You can yes. order or download – I read that. I read that. It, it was great, wasn't it? It was very it was good. I'm going to talk about it more on another cool. show. Um, you can uh, you can purchase, download Bernard, Scotty Young's webcomic. Uh, there are a bunch of books. There are free books. There are 99-cent books. There are $2 books. There are $20 books. I believe most of them are PDFs, but um, definitely check out the website. There is something for everybody. Give um, Just 
I mean, even even the freestyle I said, I think I know probably about ten different items. Some were, you know, maybe nine or ten pages. Some were a collection of, of web strips found elsewhere. But uh, Sea Monster, I'm I'm really digging. But uh, okay, question. Two yes. questions actually. Is uh, Sea Monster one word? Is it hyphenated? Is it two words? It seems to be one word. Okay, one word. And where can they get this? The Illustrated Section dot com. There is a thread on the page. The Sea Monster is is uh, can be found at Sea Monster, I believe, dash comic dot co dot uk. But um, if you mm. go to the Illustrated, it's British, section, so I know it's good. Hey, if you, uh, but at least if you go to the Illustrated section, you'll be able to see what else they have to. Um, cool. To, so that's that's my recommendation for the week. David's always Respect. sailing the digital frontier. Do you ever notice yes, that? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He, he's he's our our Captain Price on the digital mm -hmm. he's ship. And in a strange way, David stole my uh, thunder. Um, oh, be because uh, I actually was going to say, uh, in your travels, uh, go and uh, procure Scotty's uh, The Adventures there of Bernard the World Destroyer. Um, you can buy the. Uh, what's the uh, the tactile version? Uh, a physical uh, in a copy, soft cover. not a digital because that's not That's real. correct. So, yeah. Seventy-two pages, uh, which is uh, ten bucks now. It used to be fifteen. He's lowered it to ten. Uh, or if you want, you can download the digital version that Dap alluded to for two dollar, two dollar, uh, which yeah. is uh, a bargain at twice the price. So uh, yeah, hook that up. It's uh, I, I actually read it uh, this week and uh, was hella entertained. But. Very uh, very yeah, it is. Fun. It's really, really funny. And then since David kind of stole my thunder, I'm going to cheat and pull a Vince. <laughs> there you say. go. Uh, hey, you can pull a Vince, Vince anytime. Pull back, back into the uh, into uh, the distinguished competition. You know what people should read if you're not? Read freaking Legion of Superheroes. It's pretty goddamn good. And I have oh, been, yeah. yeah, I've had a lot of starts and stops with it. And I got to give props to, uh, we talk a lot about our buddy uh, Mahmoud Asrar. Mm -hmm. Who, uh, for those that don't know, is uh, lives in Turkey. Well, his good buddy uh, and and frequent uh, artist alley, yes, frequent artist alley um, uh, compatriot, and I believe we'll be sharing a booth with him at Cedo uh, Cedo's as well. Ildre Sinar uh, is the penciler on Legion, and he's doing a hell of a nice job. Yeah, so, I I looked at uh, what issue ten came out today. I think I'm pretty sure it was issue ten. Very sweet. Good, and and for the, for the first time ever, I I'm following the characters of Legion without getting confused who's who. So that's all. Oh, just just give it time. Is Levitt's writing uh, that? Uh, yes. yes, Levitt's writing. Yeah, yeah, cool. Very nice. I think we we almost got cut off there for a second. Yeah. We thank thankfully we, we rebounded, and oh, nice. you can rebound with us next week. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back next week again. Just like, just like herpes, we never really go. Oh away. my God! Um, so thank you very much for being here. We love you, and we will talk to you next week. Bye bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye. Later. Brill. Brill.
Tienes el miedo en tu suelo.